2334 regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Be someone's hero and say yes to organ, eye, and tissue donation. Hi, this is Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50, and from April 9th through the 22nd, show the heart on your driver's license and get a free second movie ticket at participating theaters. For info, visit DonateLifeColorado.org. Guys, are you tired of being tired? Frustrated because it seems impossible to lose belly fat? If you're looking for a solution, then listen to Mark. I had fantastic results with the Andro 400 Mac. Probably lost 30 pounds and more impressive than that was the inches I lost off of my belly and my waist and the increased energy is, is fantastic. I'll be totally honest I tried a different product and I wasn't happy with the different product. You guys are considerably cheaper than the other brand, and I can really feel the difference. Andro 400 Max, the extra strength all-natural testosterone booster. The safe, easy, and affordable way to gain energy and lose stubborn belly fat. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Feel and look like a new man. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888 Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 13 South Havana in Aurora. Thanks, 811, for keeping me safe while I planted a new garden. Remember to click or call 811 before you begin any outdoor project that requires digging. Sponsored by Colorado 811, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 Studios, the Vic Lombardi Show starts now. Nuggets down by 8, 61 to 53. Murray gets down the paint, leans in for a dunk, missed it, and no foul call. Boy, Michael Malone is all over the referee. How is that not a technical foul? It is. Yeah. That is a horrible, horrible no call by this referee. Backdoor cut, got two hands. Wilson Chandler, top out Portland. Maybe that'll get him going. Bucket here, Nuggets get the lead back. Devin has it at the elbow. Throws it to Jokic. Head fake on the three. Back to Devin for a triple. Got it! Denver's back in the lead. And there's a triple-double for Nikola Jokic. Murray walks it back out over to the midcourt circle. Behind the back bounce pass to Jokic for three. Got it! That's big! Inbound to Amino. Nine seconds left. Over to C.J. McCollum. McCollum has it knocked away by Gary Harris. Denver has the basketball. Harris is going to run out the clock. Welcome back, G. Nuggets in the second half comeback. Take care of the Portland Trailblazers. 88 to 82. One more, baby. One more. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'll admit it. I thought they were done two weeks ago. I thought it was over two weeks ago. And in the last two weeks, they keep winning big game after big game after big game. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show. Joined by... James Manchester Marillette, who was in attendance last night with the boys. Did you guys have a good time, James? Uh, we had a great time. And uh, two weeks ago, uh, one of us on this show 
uh, created Highway 47. So not all of us had counted them out. Not all of us thought they were toast. Some of us were looking out that front window, Vic, and saw this coming. Leave it to James <laughs> to find some way to pat himself on the back for what we witnessed last night. H.W., where were you? Were you on television? Were you watching from the game? Oh, uh, no, I was watching from home. But, uh yes, I love that this is Manchester's doing. That is very Manchester. No, no, of course I'm, it is. I'm not saying it's my doing. I'm, I'm just saying, did did someone create... Highway 47 when they were at 40 or not? I said they had a 40% chance to make the playoffs, and you guys looked at me like I was crazy. Okay. I just wanted to make sure we we got this all clear. It was a wonderful creation, so we thank Thank you for that. Thank you for that creation. (laughs) Without it, I'm not sure the math would have worked out. That's right. That's right. You know what's crazy about this? They're doing things that they've never done before. This this win streak, right? Uh, Six games, the longest of the season. But never in the history of the Denver Nuggets. Have they beaten six straight opponents, five straight, let alone, that have had winning records? Do you realize this? Do you in realize the, how hard it's been to get to this point now? In the history of the in franchise? The straight. Straight games, yeah. Well, I mean, it's late in the season. To some extent, that that's a byproduct of you probably just didn't play that many consecutive games against teams. With that's how records. rare the schedule is. Right, exactly. You, right. Very rarely in an NBA schedule are you left with this many good teams at the tail end of the schedule. Well, the Nuggets have been. Well, I would contend, all right, listen to this, and they've won six in a row. If they win tomorrow night, seven in a row. I would contend that that seven-game win streak against those seven opponents, all desperate for playoff positions and seedings, would be tougher than a seven-game series against any other team in the Western Conference in the playoffs other than Houston and Golden State. Would you agree? Mm, the one thing about a series is it's different when you see the same team game after game after game and they make adjustments. That's that's the one thing I was thinking. Ah, I, th- I think that's I think that's tougher than getting somebody on one night. But no, it's an interesting point. I mean, it's it's been a very tough stretch, and we've talked about it a lot on this show that it's been the Bizarro Nuggets, right? Like the Oklahoma City game just would have been a game that typically the Nuggets would have had the big lead and blown it and lost in overtime. There's been all these things that were very un Nuggets like. How about winning a game when they score 88 points on their home floor? Uh, a game in which you cannot shoot the ball. They couldn't I hit mean, anything. They could not shoot the ball. And I hope we have a couple of these interviews to run later. I interviewed Paul Millsap afterwards. Paul Millsap had a miserable performance oh. last night. He was miserable. And he acknowledged as much. I'll give him credit afterwards when I talked to him. He said, because I asked him specifically, there was a point in the game when he walked up to Jamal Murray. Because Murray missed three wide open looks. And he walked up to Murray, and they're huddled there after a timeout, and he's whispering something in Murray's ear. And I asked him, what are you saying? And he said, I'm telling him, hey, neither of us could buy a shot right now. But do the little things, because it's the little things that wins these kind of games. That's a hell of a leader right there. Those two were combined 6 of 24. Couldn't hit a thing. They had that that one quarter that they always seemed to have, and it was the second quarter where they scored 14 points. But I thought the key to the game was that quarter was bad. But they stayed within striking distance. You know, I kept telling my boys, you can't let, you can't have this be 12 at halftime. You gotta have it be something where you're like, all right, it's, it's, we're fine. And they were able to do that in the second quarter, not let it just spiral out of control, uh, and that set them up for the second half comeback. Well, and well, an interesting development last night too. The Nuggets, if they make the playoffs, can no longer play Houston, Vic. They would only be the six, the seven, or the nine. Yeah. No scenarios where it's Nuggets and Rockets in the first round. How do and they get to That's because of tiebreakers. Yeah, that's because of tiebreakers. Because, okay. um, I'll tell you why. Because San Antonio and New Orleans 
finish in the finale against one another, one of them will lose. By virtue of that loss, whoever loses that game will drop the Nuggets or below the Nuggets in a tiebreaker. That's why. It's not yeah. like hockey. There can't be a three-point game. Someone's got to lose. So it's yeah. the Nuggets are either 6-7 or they don't make the playoffs. Well, they I will just, not play Houston in the I first I just want to know how they get to six. One day at a time here, a little Bonnie Franklin. How do you get to six? What's I know you got to win, but what's well, the scenario? Uh, there's there's two scenarios. There's actually three. If Oklahoma City were to lose their last game, that's not happening. They've got what Memphis, or if the Jazz, Utah has two games left back to back. Golden State then at Portland. The Portland game very meaningful for Utah. The Golden State game, I don't know. I don't know if Golden State's going to yeah. even trot out their starters for that one. I don't know what it means to Golden State. You know, some of these teams, they want to be sharp before they hit the postseason. Others don't care. So if Utah were to lose those games, then they finish 47-35, and 35, Nuggets on the tiebreaker, they would move in front of Utah. Okay. All right. So you got to have Utah lose twice, and then obviously you got to win. I mean, these standings are ridiculous, guys. What's ridiculous is that since Saturday night, when the Nuggets were hoping for some help from someone, anyone, any of these teams in front of them looking to lose, not a single one did. Even last night, when OKC goes to Miami, and OKC is down 23-5 to to start the game, you're thinking, okay, thanks, Miami, a little help here. No. OKC comes back, dominates the fourth. But even last night, the Clippers give nothing. Lou Williams doesn't even play in the game. New Orleans wins that one. Again, last night, what was the other game that influenced the Nuggets? It was San Antonio, Sacramento. Well, Memphis, Minnesota as well. Sacramento was up 12 in the second half. 12! And they did nothing down the stretch. So, listen, okay, it is what it is. Nuggets have to do it on their own. But that, but the Northwest Division, Portland, in the lead with 48. The Nuggets right now in last place in the division with 46 wins. First to last is two games, and there's five teams. It's just nuts. Which would comfortably, right now the Nuggets, no matter where they finish, would comfortably make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Thus the disparity between the two. Yeah. It, it's, it does it's set quite up, remarkable. It sets up great, though. The second time in, what, five nights we're going to have a uh, uh, play-in game, essentially, here in, in town. I mean, uh, you know, on the road this time, but with a local team. I mean, how, how excited? I mean, I'm, like, counting down the hours for tomorrow night. Yeah. I can't wait for 6 o'clock for tip-off. You just said it, the, the big difference between the two. And uh, I can't remember when this has happened twice in a week to the two teams that reside at Pepsi Center, both of them having to play for their playoff lives in a one-and-done game. One of them was at Pepsi. One of them was in front of that crowd. The other one's going to be in front of a hostile crowd in Minneapolis. I can't wait. Big news right now. What are the headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. Down by double digits in the second half. The Nuggets rally. To defeat the Blazers in a defensive showdown. 88-82 the final, and we mentioned it. A tough night shooting for the likes of Paul Millsap, but they did the little things. And you know what else? They got a lot of help from the atmosphere, the playoff atmosphere, the fans. Albeit it wasn't a sellout, that was as loud as I've heard a Nuggets game all year. 
for all these young guys that have never been in the playoffs. It's going to be a playoff atmosphere Wednesday night. You know it. Do you paint the picture for them? What do you do? Um, I think the picture has already been painted. You know, these, these past few games has been at this, I mean, playoff atmosphere, you know, playoff basketball, playoff physicality. And I think they got a feel tonight, you know, the, the last game, the game before that, or what playoff basketball is all about and what to expect this next coming game. That was Paul Millsap. Meanwhile, as mentioned, uh, Miami gives the Nuggets no help whatsoever. They go out to a big lead against OKC, only to see the Thunder roar back. Westbrook and company balling right now. You know, it is what it is. We we know that we can beat anybody when we play our best, and um, that's the confidence we need. Gabriel Landeskog and the Avs at practice all week. They're set to take on the Nashville Predators in some, yes, playoff hockey. It's been a while since we've said that. Playoff Hockey, and there's no doubt about it, the Avs are definitely the underdogs. Well, I think for us, we obviously embracing that underdog role and really working as a team and, and playing the way we played against St. Louis. I think we play like that. We can really play with anybody. As Gabriel Landis got on with uh, Julian Scott yesterday. Great interview if you missed it. Rockies lose again last night. Did not see the game, obviously. I was at the Nuggets. But uh, John Gray couldn't get it done. The Padres... Hold on to win 7-6. I felt really good. I feel like I had my stuff. Uh, I mean, besides a couple of pitches, I feel like it was a really good pitch game. Uh, there was a lot of soft singles, I know. So the Rockies fall below 500. They're now, what, 5-6. and six. I'm really not that worried. I, I know we're going to hear sky is falling from a lot of people. Yes. Manchester may come through with that. But I'm not, I mean, it's so early yet. I'm not that troubled by it. Okay. They've played a lot of games against the dog butt Padres and they're five and six. Yeah. I mean the Padres are three and eight. They've played the Padres five times. Five yeah. times. Dude, in years past, you know this team, in so many years past, they jump out in April, they're you know, they they're ten and three, and we're like, Oh my god, and then everything sort of corrects itself in May and June. Talk to me in mid June. Yeah. Doesn't bother you that John Gray two uh two out of his three appearances has been just awful. He hasn't pitched well. No, but, you're exactly right. But I'm not not going to panic yet. Not but, doing it. But, hey, uh, boy, I had really good stuff. You know, except for a couple pitches. Okay, Mrs. Lincoln, except for that, how was the play? I, I just am I'm tired of the nonsense out of that clubhouse. So are you ready to write off the season based no. on 11 games? No, but I'm worried. Hey, 11's a pretty good uh, pretty good sample size. I thought you were looking out the front window. I yes. am. I am, and mm. I don't like it. Who, who on this show they, said this team was going to start poorly? They played the equivalent of one Play one football game. It's one sixteenth of their season. Raise your hand if you said this team was going to start slowly. Why do you always have such a cynical lens to this stuff? I, I don't have a cynical lens. I, I'm just pointing out the the facts. I have a practical lens. I, but it's eleven games. It's 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 like in the NBA or the NFL season, playing one game. Okay. I mean, so we just should we just not even pay attention to it or not yeah, analyze it or not make problems, an observation? But, I just want you to acknowledge it's extremely early and that could be fixed. Anything, I mean, anything could be fixed. In fact, when we come back on our piping outtakes, I will give you a great example on how quickly things can be fixed, on how desperation changes a team, how hunger can suddenly shift a team from lowly to pretty darn good. When we come back, our piping hot takes. Who's on the show today, HW? We've got Jeff Legwald coming up at 9, Chris Marlowe coming up at 9.30. Can't wait to talk to Dilly Dilly. Cannot wait. Marlo later in the show as the Nuggets get ready to embark on what's basically a playoff game. One and done. Win and you're in. 
You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Crackman and Harris. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of Crackman and Harris, Big Rye is out. Big Clee is in. Paul Clee of the Gazette fills the very large shoes of Ryan Harris. We will discuss the Nuggets and the Blazers. Get you ready for the Nuggets in Minnesota coming up on Wednesday night. Plus, Joe Sackick has the avalanche back in the playoffs. Are all of us now ready to admit we were pretty wrong? about the way Super Joe was building this club. It's all coming up on the Tuesday edition of Kreckman and Harris. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired. But I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to Goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. The best live entertainment is at Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino. In concert May 11th, country music star Mark Chestnut. Tickets and info at BuffaloThunderResort.com. Where's the fun? Buffalo Thunder. The best live entertainment is at Buffalo Thunder Resort and Casino. In concert June 1st, Sawyer Brown. Tickets and info at BuffaloThunderResort.com. Where's the fun? Buffalo Thunder. Hey there, Denver. It's Ryan Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about Speak Now, the drug and alcohol awareness for parents. As a parent myself, I know it can be hard to talk with your kids about alcohol and drugs, but with Speak Now, they give you the facts as well as a starting point to have an open conversation regarding drug and alcohol abuse and use. So visit SpeakNowColorado.org to learn more and make sure you and your family are having important conversations that will save your children's future. Hi, I'm Gary Bell of the law firm of Bell & Pollock. We are injury attorneys. We do only injury cases, have for years. In fact, for over 25 years. An accident is just another ordinary event for the insurance company, but it's anything but ordinary for you. Don't get hurt twice in the same accident. Once in the accident and again on the insurance claim. The insurance company has its own lawyers, its own doctors. Who do you have? Champions of the people. Bell & Pollock. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's right, championsofthepeople.com. For a reason, we'll help you. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy, and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real, and being pre-qualified by American Financing gives them that assurance. And that's a key to winning in a seller's market. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. 
American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Is your car in need of some work? The last thing you can afford is to have your car break down on you. But you can't afford to get ripped off or be taken advantage of by some shady mechanic. That's why you should take it to Ken's Auto Service. Ken's Auto Service is family-owned and operated on the northwest corner of Chambers and Mississippi. They're a AAA-approved business that takes their code of ethics to heart. And their work has a three-year, 36,000-mile parts and labor nationwide warranty. Find them online today at kinsautoserviceinc.com. If you wake up dreading your day and would like an extra $6,000 in the bank, start a fresh new career with First Transit in Commerce City. First Transit is hiring full-time bus drivers this Wednesday afternoon. Bring your seven-year driving record and interview on-site. Competitive pay, benefits, and qualified hires receive a $6,000 hiring bonus. Start a fresh new career. Apply in person during this job fair this Wednesday afternoon from 1.30 to 4. First Transit in Commerce City. 6345 Colorado Boulevard. The Altitude 950 traffic update. A delay in Littleton right now. Southbound Santa Fe is closed between West Town Center Drive and Highlands Ranch Parkway. And only one lane getting through northbound Santa Fe through that stretch as well. Avoid it if you can. Traffic is brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Getting word of an accident clearing up the left two lanes of southbound I-25 approaching I-76. It's backed up traffic to 104th when danger is imminent. Will you be prepared? Now many mobile devices can bring you critical information from local sources you trust. Learn more at ready.gov slash alerts. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Inbound goes to Devin Harris. Bucket here, Nuggets get the lead back. Devin has it at the elbow. Throws it to Jokic. Head fake on the three. Back to Devin for a triple. Got it! Denver's back in the lead. And there's a triple-double for Nikola Jokic. 10, 14, and 10. That dude was unreal last night. I mean, not only a triple-double, but a triple-double in which he struggled shooting the ball. Did everything else. Did everything he had to do. 20 boards for the big Serbian Nikola Jokic as the Nuggets rally to beat the Portland Trailblazers at home. 88-82. Fellas, what did you see? Because you were there, uh, Manchester. I don't know how closely you monitored this game. What did you guys notice as the key to the game, the momentum turn, when everything changed? What was it in your book? It was the Malone technical foul. No uh, I thought after the technical, that team played much more inspired basketball. Isn't that amazing how a little dose of anger, and you hear a lot of it on this show, <laughs> how a little dose of anger is good for the soul? Well, He and goes it, out there, starts yelling, you know, because Jamal Murray obviously got handled manhandled, fouled, Malone didn't like it, a no call. And the Nuggets, after that technical, they were down double digits. They respond with a 35-20 run to end the game and win the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was a, a good moment. I mean, it, it ties a little bit into my hot take. I have a different Michael Malone moment that I wanted to point out. But, sure. um, but no, I mean, obviously you can look at the statistics and look at the numbers and say, yeah, that was the, that was the turning point. But, you know, it was just one of those nice, man, I just was looking at the box score. Nobody could hit anything. I mean, in that clip coming back, you know, Devin Harris gets the ball in his hands. He was dreadful early. He hit a big three late that was a big, uh, big momentum swing. So, um, I just, I, I, if you'd have told me the Nuggets were going to score 88 points last night, I'd have said they're going to get blown out. Dude, if I told you the Nuggets shoot 37%, 23%, 6 of 26 from the three-point line, if you hand me those numbers right now, I'd say, oh, they got blown out. 
but they gave it to them on the defensive end. Yeah. I mean, they, they, held, they, they held Portland to 13 in the fourth quarter. That's remarkable when you think about it. That That is remarkable. Playing their best basketball in the fourth quarter. Let me quickly read this text before we get to our hot takes. This is from Bradley. Thanks for putting your name at the end of the text, Bradley. 30933. <laughs> says, uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm a Ram, and I agree with Manchester. I'm concerned about the Rockies. Their ace is a head case. Their bats look to be the same as last year. That's from Bradley. Here's my thing. It's okay to be concerned. Nobody's here here saying it's not, you know, you're not concerned. We're all concerned. Hell, two weeks ago when the Nuggets sat in desperate times, I was concerned. I didn't think the Nuggets had a chance two weeks ago. Concern is fine. But you know what? That's the beauty of sports. Things have a way of changing. You can be concerned and practical at the same time. Okay, and I, I don't disagree with that, but uh, things have a way of changing. Not if you just sit there and don't address them. Not if you don't point out the problem. Not if you don't uh, sit there and go, uh-oh, uh, red flag time. If you just sit there and put your feet up and go, ah, I think things will change. Well, well, I don't think anything changes. By us pointing out the problem, do you think it's going to change anything? By us you know, spewing I don't problems? Know. I don't know. What's it going to change? What do you think? They're going to feel the effects? Uh, it can't hurt. I mean, otherwise we can bring Bo and Jenny in. We can play some Kenny Chesney. Do you need I'm me to saying, text my guy Jeff? I mean, voice your concerns. We can say whatever we want. Again, when the Nuggets lost to Memphis, I thought they were toast. I thought they were done. Do you really think that the Nuggets used that feeling that I had as some sort of motivation? No, but I guarantee you Michael Malone didn't just sit around and go, you know what? It's sports. Things will change. Uh, things can change because it's sports, guys. Let's... Let's go to dinner. So I do don't think, think that's what they did. So do you think Bud Black is sitting there at Coors Field going, hey, guys? I don't know. Every time Bud Black's on the radio or, or doing a press conference, it's, ah, everything's fine. It's good. That wow. little that little feller, he threw some good pitches today, but we, we were fine. That's what Only I keep hearing. you can bad take Bud Black. How's that a bad take? Just a season removed from getting this team to the postseason. He did boo him last year. How's that a bad take? Uh, when has Bud Black said anything that made you think, uh-oh, this may not be heading in the right direction. So we're 11 games in, and you're thinking right now, 11 games in, that this manager is too soft on his players. No, that's not what I've said. I've just said I'm pointing out problems and concerns, and you said, you think Bud Black isn't worried about anything? And I said, hell if I know, because I haven't heard anything from Bud oh, Black God. that's concerned. Let's Nothing. go. Piping not a thing. hot takes, please. Nothing. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. Every time I mention that the Nuggets get no help and have gotten no help in the last uh, three days when they've had opportunity to get help, all I hear back is, well, they should have won the games they were supposed to win. And I get that. I don't deny that. Do you think they deny that? Of course. That's a fact. They shouldn't be in this position. They should be traveling to Minneapolis with a playoff spot already locked up. That's just not the case. Resiliency and hunger. That's what I asked in the locker room. What is this team? I heard resilient and I heard hungry. Well, resiliency and hunger are both born of desperation. They didn't feel the desperation until that loss in Toronto two weeks ago. Their last loss, by the way, which dropped them to 40 and 35, which dropped them two games back of the eight seed. 
after that loss, according to Will Barton, they had a team meeting, both with coaches and both among players. They met for a long time, and they hashed it out. They have not lost since. Whatever happened in that team meeting after the loss to Toronto, they have not lost since. So maybe the maybe the Nuggets don't beat Portland last night if they don't get desperate after losing to Memphis earlier on that road trip. Maybe they don't beat the Clippers in L.A. by 18 if they don't lose a big lead to the Clippers a month earlier. Maybe that desperation isn't there. Maybe they don't rally to beat Milwaukee in almost a miraculous fashion if they don't have that ugly Phoenix loss stamped on their foreheads. They got desperate. Desperate basketball. Unfortunately, that desperation came a little too late. Would have loved to have seen it a month earlier. You learn these kind of things when you're a young team. When you're hungry, you'll do anything to eat. And they're not only hungry right now, they're hangry. Bring on the wolves. Next hot take. It's HW's Hot Take. Don't know how much you guys talked about the abs and predators yesterday. I was coming back from my wedding in Dallas. It was lit. Uh, we mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, a handful the of times. The Avs making the postseason. We yeah. talked about it. The Avs will be in Nashville Thursday night. I'm looking forward to tomorrow night with the Nuggets, but I'm already counting down the minutes till Thursday. Puck drop as well. Fellas, I've got the formula for the Avalanche to win this series. One, Jonathan Bernier has to be special. He was the catalyst of that 10-game winning streak. He's going to have to stand on his head. That's how you win playoff hockey. Two, you're not winning this series in seven. And you're probably not winning Game 5 in Nashville either. The formula for the Colorado Avalanche to steal this series from the Predators, you got to get one of the first two in Nashville. you got to get back home at 1-1. Then you got to win all three at home. I am circling Sunday, April 22nd at the Pepsi Center. Avs need to be up 3-2. Should be lit. That's when you close the Predators out in six at home on Sunday, April 22nd. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. All right, I'm going to call an audible. Change my hot take here. Did you uh, did you see Patrick Saunders' article today in the Denver Post? Uh, I have it right in front of me. Here's his lead. Manager Bud Black finds the topic ludicrous. Oh, the subject is the relatively tepid start by the Rockies' offense. So, according to Patrick Saunders, Bud Black doesn't find anything to be concerned about 11 games in. Specifically, here's some of his quotes. With Cargo, we've seen some good swings that haven't resulted in hits. We've seen some balls hit on the nose. Oh, okay, bad luck. With Ian Desmond, with just a few more hits, his average would look better. I, I almost cursed there. No blank, bud. With a few more hits, your average would look better. Well, yeah, of course. And there's no doubt that Trevor Story's series in Arizona was a rough series. But since then, he's he's bounced back. Really, he's hitting 214. Okay, is it time to start sending guys down to Albuquerque and start tweaking the lineup and start... Uh, panicking and running around like Chicken Little? No. But really? Your response is, hey, with a few more hits, his average would look better. Well, no blank. I mean, give me a break, bud. So, I said I'm re- I'm concerned. You guys said, well, you don't think they're concerned down there? Not according to Patrick Saunders' article today. So, everybody's paying attention to the abs. Everybody's paying attention to the Nuggets. A few people in this town who won their fantasy football league two times in a row are worried about a draft that's two and a half weeks away. And meanwhile, nobody's paying attention to what's going on down at Coors Field. I get it. I understand it. But they are struggling mightily at the plate. And their manager isn't concerned because he thinks with just a few more hits, their averages would look better. Well, color me concerned, even if Bud Black isn't. 
I thought I've heard it all. I've never, never thought I'd come back with a hot take two weeks into a major league season. A hot take for a team that is one game under 500. Hell, I thought they were 0-11 based on Manchester's feelings. Yeah, you really embraced the, uh, the hot take element of the segment because that was a hot take. That is as hot as it gets. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey, let's wait not minute. panic. Don't but panic. To all my words. But no one's hitting the baseball. Yes, I'm panicking. Wait a minute. I'm panicking. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No panic. Wait a minute. Hey, seriously, I defy you between now and 10 o'clock on any website or in the newspaper or whatever to find a dumber quote than this with Ian. With just a few more hits, his average would look better. What's your point, though? It's the, what, I, what, what's the point? What, okay. what are you trying to get out of this? I, I just there, there's cause for concern. The manager doesn't seem to care. He's throwing things now. I don't know. I, apparently, papers in the you know, studio. Let's go back to Shangri-La and, and and make sure we're ready for the season so we can come out with seven guys hitting 200 or less. Okay. Right. Again. Again. What is your solution? Rather than just oh. hammer, what's your? What, well, now you I have to point out that it's actually a problem because ten minutes no, ago it no, wasn't it's, actually a problem. It's not a problem in my book. I mean, it's not even top of mind. I mean, in your book, I was I'm all to ready to go all positive. Your too. problem, yeah, I, yeah, you all positive. I was gonna yeah. go all positive and tell you my favorite Michael Malone moment from last night. It wasn't the technical foul because it wasn't somebody losing their their mind because you know that's not normally what I embrace. And then it, it, yeah. I just went yeah. off on this on this. You, you don't thrive on, on people losing their minds. Well, I was told their manager, you don't think their manager is concerned? No, I don't. Because you know, he makes comments like, hey, with a few more hits, my average would look better. You know, yeah, Manchester, no I usually walk away from your hot takes uh, shaking my head. But I always say, well, you know, there's a good point in there somewhere. That may be one of the more useless hot takes I've heard from you in a okay. long time. Call me, call me, uh, call me again when they're what? I don't know, 10 and 18? Okay. We're going to push the panic ball. I'll be focused on the abs in the playoffs. Okay. That's fine. When when that happens, then I'm with you. But right now, they're 11 games in. When there's such a big hole, they can't dig out of it. Because, hey, you know what? I'll bet they get to play San Diego the rest of the season, and they'll find a way to win. Break. It's been a disaster. Well, it's going to be that kind of show, everybody. 30933. If you want to call the show, 303-753-0950. We'll continue this dance when we come back on Altitude 950. Piping Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's tax season. There's plenty of ways I could blow my tax return. I could buy the biggest TV I could find, take a limo ride to the fanciest restaurant in town, maybe a trip to the casino and put it all on black. Or I could make the right decision and take it to Grand Valley Auto because tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto. Grand Valley Auto. They've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing tax time deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change just for stopping by if you mention this ad. Tax time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth in Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Oil change is good for up to five quarts. Scott Hayes is here for Kaufman's Tall and Big Men Shop. Do you realize they have been in business for over 60 years? 60 years. I've been shopping at Kaufman's since I was a player in the NBA. When you came to Denver, you got in the cab and you went to Kaufman's because they had anything and everything you needed. And right now they're celebrating those 60 years with the Kaufman's 60th anniversary sale. Buy a suit at a regular price, get a second 60% off. Get 60% off clearance items. Even save 20% on custom suits, sport coats, slacks, shirts. You don't want to miss 
the 60th anniversary sale. It's going on now until April 30th at Kaufman's Tall and Big Men's Shop. Don't just shop anywhere. Get to Kaufman's Tall and Big Men's Shop. If you're tall, big, or athletically built, don't miss the 60th anniversary sale. They're at 3395 South Broadway, just off of Hampton, or shop them online 24-7 at Kaufman's.com. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Welcome to Car Buying 101. I'm your professor, Alan Roach, for my car guys at Johnson Auto Plaza. It's a fact. Every car dealer pays the same for new vehicles. The manufacturers set the cost, the incentives, and the rebates. And from there, it's up to the dealers to sell those vehicles. And that class is where the circus begins. We've all seen it. Lightning bolts and balloons, super low come-on payments that require super fast talking or teeny tiny print disclaimers just to make them legal, let alone honest. All right, class, you can close your books because there is a better way. The Johnson family goal is simple, to help you find the vehicle you're looking for at the best possible price with no silly games or wasted time and to make sure your experience is a great one. That's it. And that's why I love these guys. During the spring sales event, get a great deal on over a thousand vehicles, 350 new Rams, 200 new Jeeps. Experience car buying the way it's supposed to be. Johnson Auto Plaza, north of E470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brandon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brandon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brandon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brandon team. Apply today at Brandon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet donuts of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. Find the location near you at Lamar's.com. Lamar's, where we have simply a better donut. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. In the heart of the rush hour and additional delays on westbound I-76 between US-85 and 270, there was an earlier accident over 96th Avenue. Speaking of US-85, the southbound lanes are shut down south of C-470 between Westtown Center Drive and Highlands Ranch Parkway with an accident and only one lane of northbound Santa Fe getting through approaching Westtown Center Drive. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakesteps.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Maybe the Nuggets don't beat Portland last night if they don't get desperate after losing to Memphis earlier on that road trip. Maybe they don't beat the Clippers in L.A. by 18 if they don't lose a big lead to the Clippers a month earlier. Maybe that desperation isn't there. Maybe they don't rally to beat Milwaukee in almost a miraculous fashion 
if they don't have that ugly Phoenix loss stamped on their foreheads. They got desperate. Desperate basketball. Unfortunately, that desperation came a little too late. Would have loved to seen it a month earlier. You learn these kind of things when you're a young team. When you're hungry, you'll do anything to eat. And they're not only hungry right now, they're hangry. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. Uh, our piping hot takes, your reaction on the text line 30933. Fellas, um, and I get it, we're going to preview that Minnesota matchup tomorrow. HW, we should do another one of those uh, radio interviews with one of their radio stations. Those really, really fancy, creative radio versus radio interviews as we did yesterday. The crosstalk? Yeah. Let's see if we can get one of those uh, Minneapolis stations that are all out Minnesota and we can do the all-out nuggets and see what we can get from there. Anyway, you know, there's an outside chance, and I say outside because I don't see Utah uh, losing back-to-back to Golden State and Portland. They've got Golden State at home. But there's an outside chance that if the Nuggets win, they can go as high as the sixth seed and could end up facing Portland in the first round. Guys, you remember those Red Wings-Avs matchups in the postseason mm-hmm. and the rivalry that was born there. That would be a war. I would love Nuggets-Blazers in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. That would be a fantastic first-round matchup. I mean, two pretty evenly matched teams. Uh Obviously, two teams that don't like each other. There's some history. There's some bad blood. Uh, that would actually be good for the NBA to have that as a first-round matchup because that would be sensational. Yeah, Yusuf Nurkic is is just, you know, I always have my list. Like, Yusuf Nurkic is yeah. creeping up that list. Last night, man, I tweeted it. I wanted Dover or Uvic or whoever to go down and fight Nurkic. He was ticking me off last night. You know night. what's interesting about Yusuf, though? You know, he's a villain in all of our eyes, in any fan's eye, obviously. But I asked every Nuggets player after the game, hey, man, was uh, Yusuf talking trash? Was Yusuf in your... And they're all very complimentary of Yusuf Nurkic. It's amazing, really. None of them had anything bad to say about Yusuf Nurkic. Not a single one. And and I'll say this, though, because this is according to Hastings, and he'll delve into it on his show uh, later. He got word that before the game, Yusuf Nurkic uh, told people that he was waiting to give him the old have a nice summer speech again. Remember the speech he gave mm-hmm. last year when they eliminated the Nuggets? Mm-hmm. That he was prepared to do the same thing last night after a Portland win, and give him some credit because he backed it up. Nurkic played what? At one point, he was dominating uh, the Nuggets big. Nurkic is a punk, man. I don't want to... Oh, he was let, good last night. No, he he's a punk. He let, was remove good. your emotion from the situation. I don't yep. care if you don't like him. He finished with 20 and 19. At one point, he had more offensive rebounds than the entire Nuggets team. He was dominating no, last night. No, and he also flopped what all over know? the place like the giant little baby right, and see, got away with call I after call. Again, I can't. You're not rational. There were t- there were times last night where he physically dominated Yogi. He dominated, okay, yeah. but he did. The Nuggets found a way to win, despite all that. The Nuggets found a way to win. I think they caught wind of what Nurkic said before the game. That got around, and you know, emotions aside, Nurkic he wanted nothing more than to send the Nuggets home. He never got that opportunity. He wanted nothing more the than Nuggets to flop all over the place. My favorite. Listen, just because you don't like a guy, it doesn't mean that you have he. You you mean to tell me you wouldn't take twenty and nineteen on your team? Are you drunk? He played hard. Drunk? He played hard, but he would you he, take he didn't twenty and nineteen and eight eight offensive rebounds on your team? 
And then Mason Plumlee could have 20 and 19 on Wednesday night in Minnesota. I'm sick of this Nurkic Plumlee conversation. Really? When's the last time Mason Plumlee at 20 and 19? When's the last time Mason Plumlee saved a game? Oh wait, in Oklahoma City like two weeks ago when he had the block in overtime. I can't rationalize with you because you let your fandom get in the way. Your emotions get in the way of this. I understand you don't have to like him. I don't like the fact that he's touching his face all the time. I hate it. Every time there's a physical act on the court, there's Nurkic grabbing his face like he's trying to apply rouge or something like makeup. But what are you doing, dude? I get it. You don't like him. But he dominated at times last night. He did. Thankfully, the Nuggets overcame it. Let me uh, tell you my positivity. You know my favorite moment last night from Michael Malone? You mentioned earlier when when Jamal Murray missed some wide-open shots in the fourth quarter. Yes, I remember the moment. He had two, specifically he had two threes in about a minute that either one of them would have been daggers, and he was wide open and he missed them. And a timeout was called, and Murray was all the way down on the other end of the court, on the on the Blazers' side, across the court, as far away from the Nuggets' bench as you can be. And when the timeout was called, he lo- you know he he lowered his head and he was all down on himself. And Michael Malone walked all the way across the court, all the way across the half court line, went all the way over to his young player, put his arm around him, and started giving him a pep talk. Now I don't know what he said. But I assume it's something like, hey, you know, like he said when he was mic'd up in the huddle keep the other night, was keep shooting. If you're yeah. open, keep shooting. And I just thought that was a great moment. It was one of those of, you know, here's a kid who's who's hanging his head, who's down on himself, and here's the coach who goes out of his way. Normally they go, you know, they walk out on the floor and the coaches start talking amongst themselves before they get in the huddle. And he went all by himself, all the way across the court, almost as far as you can walk, to go offer his young player and his, his, his rising star some encouragement. That was my favorite moment probably of the year from Michael Malone. I thought it was a, uh, a key last night, the way he was able to keep those guys heading in the right direction, despite the fact that nobody could hit an open shot. Nobody. Again, I'll, I'll take it a step further. It's one thing for the coach to do that. You expect the coach to scream and encourage all at the same time. But when a, a fellow player, a veteran, does exactly that. Because after that huddle broke, Paul Millsap walking with Jamal Murray to the court and whispering something in his ear. And I asked Millsap last night, what would you say? He said, hey, man, uh, neither of us are making shots right now. Millsap last night, 2 of 10. 2 of 10, he struggled. And you've got to do the little things, he told Murray. Do the little things because the little things will win this game. Well, what happened after that? Uh, Millsap takes a charge, a key charge mm-hmm. on Nurk, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Got Nurk into foul trouble. Murray cuts to the basket, receives a dart from Jokic to put the Nuggets up five late. The little things win games. So it's great to hear that message from the coach. It's even better to hear it from a former, pl- from another player. Well, how do, you, is. how do you win 88-82? You, you win that kind of game by doing the little things. How do you win in the playoffs? Cause it's more of that kind of game than a 135-119 game or whatever the heck it was against the Clippers. You yeah. got to do the little things. How do you win on Wednesday night at Minnesota? It's the little things and primarily that's valuing every single possession, something this team didn't do when they're losing games to Memphis and losing games to Phoenix. We've started to see the ability to do it. I thought we saw it more last night than we probably have, even though it didn't result in a lot of points offensively. I thought they had more good possessions where they got actual shots out of it. They just couldn't hit anything, but they did the little things right last night. You know, whatever it is, whatever that relationship is right now between Malone and his players, there's something something going on. There's something brewing, something special. And I think it's to the point now where, all that talk, all that heat that Malone has gotten down the stretch, whether or not he'll return next season, 
That's gone, man. I don't think you can even, I don't think it's a discussion point anymore, considering the way they're playing now. Uh, regardless of what happens in Minnesota. Now, things can change. Don't quote me on that. Things can always change. But my goodness, this team is responding to whatever he's brewing at this point. Yeah. This is what they've needed all year. Now, again, they got it late, but they're getting it. And you see it. They've won seven games. Guys, I want you to know something. Okay? Six games, I should say. Six in a row. You tell me. You tell me. Has there been another stretch of games in the NBA as tough as what the Nuggets have been on these last six? No, and we've, we've said it all along, Vic. This team has always played to the level of their opponent all year. Think about their wins in Portland, in Golden State, in Cleveland. They've always played to the level of their opponent. They're doing that now, and that's why I expect them to win tomorrow night in Minnesota. Well, and, if, and if they get in, and I know Philadelphia's won 10 in a row or whatever, but if they get in based on who they played, there's no team in the league playing better than Well, and they Nuggets. can't play Houston. Remember that. We learned no, last night yeah. they cannot play Houston in the first round. If they get in, Vic, they're just dangerous enough to mess around and win a series or two. You know, you're right about Philly, but Philly has not played near no. that kind of schedule. This no, has been a, a baton death march for the Nuggets, which is why, again, reason would tell you, I, I try to fashion myself as reasonable. Two weeks ago when I looked at the rest of the schedule, I said, no chance. No, no chance. It's not happening. Well, one of us, when he was putting together Highway 47, said, uh, you know, look out the front windshield because this team plays to the level of their competition. So did you see, honestly, come on, quit joking around. Did you see the Nuggets doing what they've done against this level of opponents? Come on. I'll say on. this. I'll come say on. this. In all Stop honesty, it. in all honesty, it doesn't shock me. Okay. It may not shock you, but nobody saw this coming. Nobody. I was the one who told you okay. it's level of opponent Nobody all year. Nobody. They're gonna win tomorrow night in Minnesota. They Marty, are. Marty they might just have are. to go through the archives. See who said what. Last night, Nikola Jokic went from a very, very good player, a player who's a budding all-star, to a man. He became a man last night, especially in the fourth quarter. He led this team. He would not allow them to lose. Nikola Jokic has arrived, everybody. Enjoy him while you can. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. When I came here and I said that we want to be in a playoff team, so we kind of be, you know, off there. So we right now there, and I wish those guys happy summer. I'm pretty sure everybody right now has no fever. <laughs> Great coaches are leaders who fight hard. Nick Backridge here from Susbuick GMC. We know you can buy a car or truck anywhere. We all pay the same price for new vehicles. But at Susbuick GMC, the difference is the people. No loud screaming out low payments with misleading and confusing disclaimers and fees. At Sus, we don't have any fees, just the price plus tax, that's it. Those are the numbers. Susbuick GMC, selling new Buicks and GMCs and the best pre-owned selection around. Real people, real prices, go figure. Susbuick GMC on Havana, Mississippi. Visit us at sus.net. There is probably nothing more important when you're injured or have had an accident than to get the right people on your side. People who know what they're doing and truly care about you. You need the best medical team, and you also need champions of the people, Bell and Pollock. Take it from me. Bell and Pollock are the injury attorneys other attorneys call because they know what you should know. They have the most experience, and they're the very best. They get it done. Always available for a free consultation. Bell and Pollock. Champions of the People at championsofthepeople.com. Great coaches are leaders who fight hard for what and who they believe in. They drive change. Athlete or not, now may be the right time for you to make a change, one that will improve your financial future. Hey, it's Mark Mosier for my friends at American Financing. This is the mortgage team of salary-based consultants, the 
team that's Colorado family owned. And here's what you're going to get from them. Competitive interest rates, one-on-one guidance, and customized loan programs. It's coaching that is specific to your needs, resulting in a home loan that's going to lower your rate, shorten your term, even save you up to a $1,000 a month. And it's the most convenient way to achieve your financial goals, including paying off high interest debt. I'm talking about a 10-minute call to get things started and closings in as fast as 10 days. Plus, there are never any upfront fees. So call today and let American Financing coach you into a better home loan. 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Is your car in need of some work? The last thing you can afford is to have your car break down on you. But you can't afford to get ripped off or be taken advantage of by some shady mechanic. That's why you should take it to Ken's Auto Service. Ken's Auto Service is family-owned and operated on the northwest corner of Chambers and Mississippi. They're a AAA-approved business that takes their code of ethics to heart. And their work has a three-year, 36,000-mile parts and labor nationwide warranty. Find them online today at kensautoserviceinc.com. Hey, sports fans, unless you're really rolling, there's no way possible you could afford over $100,000 of damage to your property. Hail, fire, water damage, that's why you have insurance. But nearly every insurance claim is underpaid. The C3 Group can help. They're a team of property claim experts that work to ensure insurance companies pay what they're required to pay. Property owners, HOAs, and contractors, they all trust the C3 Group to recoup damages from 100000 into the millions. You can trust the C3 Group as well. Call 303-670-2710. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our communities secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life and in every corner of America, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. The Army National Guard reacts to domestic operations in each of America's 54 states and territories, including Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Guam, and the District of Columbia. Each state National Guard's unique domestic role is to act as the first line of defense in support of civil authorities in their state. The Guard's emergency responses include search and rescue missions for floods, combating wildfires, hurricane and tornado recovery, and the presidential inauguration. The Army National Guard. We are always ready. We are always there. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Closure remaining southbound Santa Fe between West Town Center Drive and Highlands Ranch Parkway and only one lane getting through northbound. Traffic is brought to you by unbound.org. Pretty heavy traffic right now, slowing stop and go southbound 225. I lift to I-25. Southbound I-25 is stop and go Boulder Turnpike to 23rd and between Broadway and Hamden. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world and it will change your own unbound.org i'm chris mclaughlin with traffic on altitude 950 altitude 950 denver's all sports station now back to vic lombardi Portland wants to go fast. Denver wants to delay as much time as possible. Turner throws it into Damian Lillard. Lillard guarded by Gary Harris. He puts it on the floor at the left hand. Hesitation drive. He's in the paint. Tough two. Jumper missed. Rebound down to Millsap. And he's fouled immediately with 21 and a half seconds to go. That was great defense right there by Gary Harris. Gary Harris first game back in three weeks. Played just under 18 minutes. Finished four of nine. 12 points. 
Four or four from the foul line, by the way. Key steal down the stretch. You know one of the most surprising stats from last night's game? And again, I love the fact that we sit here and we are breaking down a Nuggets game in the same manner we would break down a Broncos game on a Monday morning, right? Piece by piece, detail by detail. This is fun. But you know the key stat that I'm looking at right now? The leading free throw shooter in the NBA, shooting 91% from the foul line. He came into the game having made 41 in a row. Damian Lillard missed four freebies last night, 7 of 11. Those were huge. Yeah, he definitely had some rust having not played uh, in a while because I kept waiting for him to take over late. I mean, we've we've talked about it on this show of he may be the best closer in the league. He just really never got anything going. He didn't have any of those runs where it's like, God, he has scored five straight times down the court. He just never had that moment. Now, give the Nuggets some credit. I think they defended him well, but he also looked like a guy who'd been out for a week with a bum ankle. But to miss at the foul line when everyone is so vital the way he did, you don't expect him to miss. You just don't. And that gave the Nuggets a lot of life last night. A lot of bounces had to go their way, and they did. And and I'll say it again for those of you who attended the game, and Manchester did, it wasn't a sellout, which is, I hope you don't mind me saying this, everyone listening, it's a little embarrassing when it's the home finale and the playoffs are on the line, and you can't sell it out. Would you agree with me? Eh, 17,000 people in the eh, building. I, well, it's a Monday night. The Rockies were also at home. I, I get it to some extent. It wasn't, it wasn't a sparse crowd. It was a late arriving crowd. It was pretty sparse early. Say what you want. I'll take that crowd though, the reaction from that crowd over any sellout this season I've seen against Golden State or Boston or everybody else where half the crowd is the opposing team. Last night that was a pro Nuggets crowd. For sure. That was a pro Nuggets crowd. It was loud. And you know what? It affected, impacted the game. There's no doubt about it. Give me 15,000 good fans over 19,000 mediocre fans. Well, they were into it, and uh, down the stretch, when the Nuggets needed them most, the Nuggets responded. Uh, I just mentioned how Nikola Jokic became a man, uh, struggling shooting the ball, did all the little things, finished with 20 rebounds, 11 assists, 15 points for his 10th triple-double of the season. Guys, yesterday I vowed that if everything went the way we wanted it to go, I would run home from the studio. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately... Did you do that? Well... Unfortunately, the Clippers and the Sacramento Kings did not take care of business. Because uh, had they won last night, we'd be talking about the Nuggets being in the postseason right now. We think. Didn't yeah, we determine it, that that was not right? It's kind no, of fitting we, it comes down to this. It, it came down to it for the Avs. They took care of business. If you're the Nuggets, you know what? You lost two heartbreakers to Minnesota earlier this year. Go give them a taste of their own medicine and kick Minnesota out of the playoffs for like the 14th year in a row or whatever it is. I'm, I'm going to be very interested to hear um, your reaction, everyone's reaction Thursday morning after that game Wednesday night, because uh, a couple of people already predicting uh, 1990 on the text line says, your show on Thursday will be just like any day after a Broncos loss. Anger, complaining, blame pointing, arguing between each other. Yeah. If they lose. Yeah. What's the problem lose, with what's, that? Do you that's remember what, the day after the Rockies yeah, playoff game? That's, that's what fans do. Yeah. Now, now, it doesn't mean you feel that way about the entire season. It doesn't mean, but yeah, that's irrational behavior that's what all fans do no that's how we that's how we roll i think it's quite rational i think when you get eliminated the proper response is why are we done and let's let's take a hard cold realistic look at this as opposed to come in with pom-poms and be all excited that hey well we got that far 
I mean, I don't take that text as a negative. I think if they it's lose, that's what that's crappy outside for a reason. That's how we should all feel. Yeah. If they lose on Wednesday, that's how Thursday morning should be. Oh, it's going to be gloomy and crappy out for a reason. There's no doubt about it. It should be that way. Yes. Now, you, you know, there's layers of it. There's layers of it. You, you can be upset that they lost a game and still say that's impressive how they got to that point. You can have both. They're mm-hmm. not mutually exclusive. No, you're, you're right. But I can already give you a predictor of what it's going to be. It's going to be don't lose to freaking Memphis when they've lost 19 in a row. Don't lose to Atlanta and Phoenix on your home court. But why do you think I give you that hot take? I give you that hot take because those losses, the the very reason those losses hurt is because you see what this team can do when it puts its mind to it. You see what a team can do when it's desperate. They They can unload on six straight teams, winning teams, great teams like no other. The schedule the Nuggets have played over the last two weeks is the toughest schedule in the NBA all season. Let me stress that again. No team in the league all year has faced that kind of schedule. Not one. And certainly no team has gone undefeated on that kind of schedule. The Nuggets have. And it ties back into your hot take, and and I, I would agree with you, Vic, that had the Nuggets beat Memphis, had they beat Atlanta on their home court, had they beat Phoenix, they these six these six game stretch they'd have gone three and three. And they'd, uh, they'd be sputtering into this game and we'd be like, ah, oh, they got to win it at Minnesota and they're not playing very well. They would have gotten to the same point. It's just they, they've taken the harder route to 46 yes. than they should have. But I think they're at about the point they probably should be at. They're, yeah. they're a 47 win team. Okay. Let me clear up a couple things on the text line. 6928. A lot of people saying, what do you mean can't play Houston? It's impossible for the Nuggets to line up against Houston because if they win tomorrow night, there's going to be a loser between San Antonio and New Orleans, that loser will fall below Denver in the final standings. That loser would end up with the eighth seed. The Nuggets would end up with the seventh. There's also a chance the Nuggets can move up to six or five if Oklahoma City were to lose its last game, if the Utah Jazz were to drop its last two games. So different scenarios. Now, I don't expect all that other stuff to happen because the Nuggets have gotten zero help from anybody in the last two weeks. I just think the Nuggets can be content right now. If they win tomorrow night, they got the seventh seed. They got a trip to Golden State. They got a series against a team that's without Steph Curry for the first round. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it was, we've said it a lot. We said anyone but Houston, and guess what? Even though they haven't gotten any help, if they get in, if they take care of their own business, it'll be our wish. It'll be anyone but Houston. It could be Portland. It could be Golden State without Steph Curry. Obviously, we'd rather it be Portland, but I think Golden State without Steph Curry, they have a chance in that the, series. The Nuggets have been very good against good teams this year, except for Houston. Yeah. Let me ask you something. And they can't play Houston. No. And I'm really going off the reservation with this mind mindset, but you're Golden State. You're going to Utah tonight. They play at Utah. And I keep wondering what motivation does Golden State have, right? They they mailed it in against New Orleans the other day. I don't think they're playing that hard. If you're Golden State and you've actually struggled against the Nuggets this season, you're two and two against the Nuggets. They've had theirs, you've had yours. You really want to win that Utah game a little bit more, don't you? You want to avoid playing Denver in the first round, don't you? Especially a hot Denver team. Am I going? No, you're right. I don't think anyone wants to play the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets, if they get in, will be a lot like the Avs. They will be a dangerous team that no one wants to see. You can't tell me Nashville is excited to see the Avalanche. They're just not. Golden State has been to the finals three years in a row. They've won two titles. They're not, and they're not worried about playing the Nuggets in the first round. Did you hear Steve Kerr the other day? Sound a little panicked to me. Maybe they ought to be. Maybe they ought to be. I'm not saying that, but I don't think they're worried about it. Nash, Nash is thinking what I'm thinking. Exactly what I'm thinking. 
Imagine the Nuggets being able to exact revenge on the Warriors all these years after they did it to the Nuggets in the first round and started that dynasty. Now I'm dreaming now. I'm going, I'm beyond the reservation. I am dreaming. Could, could you imagine that? The shifting of, of, of that dynasty when it started? Cause it started when they came into Denver and won that series. It that would be poetic. It started. Well, it would be poetic. In hindsight, you always look back and you find that moment of when teams turn the corner. That's when the Warriors turn the corner and turn in the Warriors we have. We're seeing now, or we've seen the last three or four years. What the Nuggets have done here down the stretch, mm-hmm. and if they can get in and they can make some noise, there's no reason why three or four years from now we're not looking back at the end of the 2017-18 season and saying that's when that team turned the corner. Top of the hour when we come back, our Power 5 question of the day. Talk a little bit about what the Avs have planned for the Nashville Predators and much more right here on the Vic Lombardi Show. Denver's all-sports station. This is the home of your Denver Nuggets, Altitude 950. Coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets will be in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves in their regular season finale. Tip-off's at 6 o'clock with a pregame show getting it away at 5.35. Jason Kosminski, the Radio Voice Nuggets, will be on the call. KSE Parker, Denver, home of the Avalanche. Family Cup playoffs. Here they come, baby. Home of the Nuggets. Denver has the basketball. Harris is going to run out the clock. Welcome back, G. What's next? Experience it here. Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950. One more, baby. One more. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. There's been so much hard work that's gone in through um, this season so far, and, and I want to have it said that, that we're not done yet. We're not satisfied by just being a part of it, being a part of the big dance, but but we want to do some damage as well. But I'm so incredibly proud of this group and, and what we've been able to accomplish, and especially after such a tough season last year. And, and I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure everybody had us picked for for the bottom three in the league and whatever, but but it, it just goes to show you what a group can do when when you believe in one another and and here we are. That's Gabriel Landeskog. Tremendous interview with uh, Scott and Julie yesterday. Uh, the captain saying all the right things. Uh, if you want to get in, three zero three seven five three zero nine fifty. Apologize to the uh, guys on hold in that previous segment. If you uh, if you want to chime in, feel free to call back. We'll get you on the air. Um, it's one of those days, and it's one of those years, guys. I, I have to ask you again, the impressive nature of the Avs rebounding from such a such an awful season last year and now back in the postseason. The Nuggets basically reawakening here in the last couple weeks and playing the kind of basketball we all anticipated. I, I need to ask, are these similar situations? Because the, the Avs went into a one-win-and-in game. And the Nuggets are going into a win and in game. Is it the exact same thing for both games? It, it, the Nuggets feels more desperate for some reason than the Avs. The Avs was at home. And I think home matters, especially in that final game. It matters a ton. No, I would agree. We knew the Pepsi Center was going to be lit on Saturday night. It was. But I think at the start of the year, Vic, we all thought the Nuggets would make the playoffs and the Avs wouldn't. So I agree with you. At this point, I feel like the Nuggets are a little more desperate, to use your word. It doesn't so, feel desperate to me. I, I think I was more worried about the Avs. Look at the way the Avs have been playing coming into that game. That West Coast road trip was brutal. They, they were not playing good hockey. Um, and, and the Nuggets right now, the way they're playing, the confidence they have, they're arguably the hottest team in the league when you consider who they've played. 
maybe I'm just caught up in the moment of, hey, they got a big win last night. I don't feel like going into Minnesota needing a win is desperate. I don't. But there's just something, there's some comfort in playing at home in that one and done game. It just, it just, it, it exists. You can't, you can't put a number on that. And, and I've asked, I asked all the players last night, perhaps we can run some of those interviews. Very few of them have ever faced anything close to this. Even Paul Millsap, I asked him, I said, have you ever been in a last game and you're in type of situation? He's never been in one. So this is all new. And they're going to walk in to to Minneapolis, and it, it is going to be on. It is going to be loud. It is going to be vicious. Are they going to be able to handle that? Because the Avs, on the other side, they fed off the energy of Pepsi, man. Mm-hmm. That Saturday night, the first period, the Avs came out, and they looked like they were going to win 10 nothing. right? They looked awesome. That will be the key again tomorrow night. All right, first but quarter. It, a week ago, if I'd have said name the the toughest places to play in the NBA, Minneapolis would not be among the top twenty. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. Now tomorrow's a different situation. It'll be um it'll be hopping. I get it, but it, it's not as though they're going into Oklahoma City needing a win. That would be tougher in my mind than having to go into Minnesota needing a win. Because how many how many guys on Minnesota's roster have been in this kind of situation? Mm. Zero. I mean. Jimmy Butler, maybe, maybe, but then yeah. there's a bunch of young kids on that team too. But Vic, the October 1st, 2007 kept coming up on this show last week because it was the win and you're in for the Rockies. What are the odds between the Avalanche and Nuggets? We wait a decade in this town for win and you're in and we get two of them in a span of five days. This I have is never wacky. seen anything like it's it. It's wacky. I've, I've never seen anything like it and it's a wonderful time to be a sports fan in Denver just in this week for crying out loud. To have these kind of games, these monumental games, these growth games, win or lose, you grow in playing these kind of games. It's it's fun to watch. The Avs is a bit different because there was a different nugget involved in the Avs game. They had to win in regulation, right? I mean, a one nothing lead was almost a tie for them. They had to win, and they got it done. Um, the Nuggets, somebody makes a good point to me that Minnesota is feeling just as much pressure. It wasn't long ago. Minnesota was the three seed. Remember yeah. that? They've faded down the stretch. I mean, Minnesota and Portland have not played well late. So, you know, you're going into a team that, again, has no – they really don't have any experience in this situation either. They're not playing good basketball. If you had to look at it and say, well, who's the pressure on? It's on the team that at one point was the three seed and is playing at home. The Nuggets aren't quite playing on house money because it would be a disappointment if they didn't make the playoffs. Everybody came into the season saying that this is a team that needs to take the next step and get into the postseason. But they're kind of playing on house money because the expectation is Minnesota should win their on their home court. Let me read a couple of these texts that have come in from Chris. Thanks for placing your name at the end of the text, Chris. Three zero nine three. Appreciate it, Chris. Line. You're keeping Vic in a good mood. I don't mean to be a negative Nancy, but I'm worried that the Nuggets are going to have to beat the T Wolves and the refs in tomorrow night's game. The phantom out of bounds call on Jokic last night was just the beginning. It's pretty obvious that the NBA would rather have Minnesota in the playoffs. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Now, I'm going to get either. mad if there are bad calls. I'll get mad, obviously. But the NBA doesn't want Minnesota. I mean, I, that's just preposterous, okay? Why the NBA on earth doesn't would, want one team over another. Why on earth would they want Minnesota? Oh, Manchester, yeah. you like a good tinfoil hat that's here and there. Not, I thought you would have been a fan of I don't want to propagate that crap. I, I, I'm not I, doing it. I love a good conspiracy theory. It has to have some validity to it. That would have, I mean, we're already bitching about the officials and the games in 36 hours. Listen, Calls work both ways, okay? And, and I get it. And the good teams, the hungry teams, the desperate teams, they over, guess what? the Nuggets overcame a lot of bad calls last night. Jamal Murray was fouled. 
He was fouled. They didn't call it. Michael Malone went crazy, got a technical, and guess what? They go on a 35-20 run after that tee. The ball should have been the Nuggets in that situation. You're exactly right. Guess what they did? They deed up. They deed up right after that possession and still won the game. So, yes, I'm sure that if Thursday morning there's a key call late in the game, I'll be the first to sit there and go, I can't believe that call. But I'm not going to blame the NBA. The NBA doesn't want one team over another. You know, who, you know who doesn't gripe about the officials? Good teams who go out and take care of little things. Teams you know that, who griped all night long? Did you see the Portland players after oh every my single gosh. call? Are you kidding? Damian Lillard, come on, dude. I, I have all the respect in the world for you. Shut up. Yeah, no, Shut I'm... Shut up, dude. I'm with you. I'm well, this with is you. why I went on the tangent about how much Nurkic ticked me off, and all I heard was how hard he played. Dude, you heard how dominant he was for a period of the game, which he was. He was he was really really good last night. He was also a baby working the officials. They're not the whole mutually time. they're not mutually exclusive. What does that mean? Okay, they both can to, be true. You have to be fair, all right. As much as Nurkic was screaming after calls, Jokic does it every time. That's the one fault to Jokic. Jokic game. is a better player than Nurkic, though. Jokic has earned that right. I'm not disputing that. Don't give me earning rights and all that. What is this? Has LeBron earned the right to complain to the officials? Has Kevin Durant earned the right to complain to the officials? So you you only you can only be a stud in the league to voice your complaint after what you think is a bad call. Oh, I see. I, I see. I just think Nurkic is a baby and he's on the list and I can't stand okay. him. And, and all I had to hear was that he played hard. Fine. Has Jokic earned the right to complain? Yes. He's a zero-time All-Star. So don't tell me it's got all about you. Got to, you. You just mentioned Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Nurkic isn't in that category. And then when I ask you about Jokic, you say yes. I mean, uh, that's the Homer comment of all Homer. His comments. head coach last night said he deserves to to get some accolades at the end of this year. Well, then maybe he'll have earned the right to gripe on every single play. Hey, do we have any of those? I, I want to play the Will Barton interview. Do we have any of that stuff queued mm-hmm. up, please? Can we get that queued up? I want to play either Will Barton or Paul Millsap from last night because I want I want you guys to get the sense of what this team is thinking going into this win and you're in type of game and, and that atmosphere in Minnesota. We'll do that when we come back. Plus, our uh, Power 5 question of the day, which involves my least favorite subject, superstition. What? I hate sorcery. You're Italian. I hate witchcraft. We love superstition. I hate all of it. I hate zodiacs. What's it called? Zodiology? What's that called? Astrology. Like a horoscope. Whatever. Every single day my wife's telling me something about my horoscope, but I'm like, I don't care. What's your sign, Vic? I'm not even going to give it to you. How's that? I'm not giving you my sign. Oh, come on. You won't tell us your sign? I'm a Gemini. That explains a lot. Split personality, I know. You got the Vic Lombardi show. We're back after this. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Moser Show. Again, you look at Pittsburgh or even Nashville, Washington, San Jose. I can go through all these teams that are perennially there, right? And it's more, I'm sure for them, more of a business type of atmosphere. Hey, listen, you know, we're gearing up for another run. But when you talk about the Colorado Avalanche and you can't escape that 48-point season, it has a lot more to do with the pure joy that it's felt from knowing the depth from which you came to get there. Mark Moser. Every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. 
As a Coloradan, we've got a lot of love for our football, hockey, baseball, basketball, lacrosse, and soccer teams. We're loyal fans cheering local teams and buying from local businesses. Hey, guys, it's Mark Mosher from my friends at Colorado Family-Owned American Financing. If you're going to borrow money for a new home loan, borrow locally. The American Financing team of salary-based mortgage consultants will help you get a pre-approval letter, which will help make your home offer more attractive. They can access any loan in the industry while offering the lowest rates, best service and fastest closings. Plus, you get one-on-one attention while being guided through options, resulting in a custom loan specific to your financial goals. And I'd call that a big win, and you will too. So when you're ready to experience the journey toward home ownership, choose American Financing. They have your best interests in mind, and there are never any upfront fees. Call 303-695-7000, or go online at AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS 182334, regulated by the division. Of real estate. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive, and best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Hey guys, we all want those hearty home-style meals. You know, the juicy burgers and the chicken fried steak. Don't forget dessert. But who has time to cook those at night when you're ready to watch the game? Don't have time. That's why when I'm craving a delicious home-style meal, I go to Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi for Black Eyed Pea. My go-to for home-style cooking. Made to order fresh with natural ingredients. Try Cajun catfish right from the south for their turkey and dressing and, of course, their chicken fried steak with homestyle gravy. Forget about the wait time. Black Eyed Pea will have your entrees out in 15 minutes or less. And they have a great craft beer selection and full bar. Whether you're looking to enjoy your homestyle favorite at the restaurant or takeout, the Black Eyed Pea is a Colorado and Vic Lombardi favorite. Locally owned, operated with nine front-range locations throughout Denver and Castle Rock. Visit BlackIPColorado.com. That's BlackIPColorado.com for locations and the entire menu. Hey there, Denver. It's Ryan Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about Speak Now, the drug and alcohol awareness for parents. As a parent myself, I know it can be hard to talk with your kids about alcohol and drugs, but with Speak Now, they give you the facts as well as a starting point to have an open conversation regarding drug and alcohol abuse and use. So visit SpeakNowColorado.org to learn more and make sure you and your family are having important conversations that will save your children's future. Unbelievable. Hey, it's Mark Mosher, and Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th is having a huge red tag sale and has incredibly low prices on Nissan trucks. It's almost as if they're just giving them away. I got a brand new Titan, and you should too. Get great deals like the 2017 Titan SV 4x4 for $13,500 off MSRP. That is unbelievable. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th, driven by you. 2017 Titan SV 4x4, stock number HN 522865, MSRP 45675, 13500 off MSRP 4750, discount 8750, incentive expires 4318. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Southbound Santa Fe is closed between Westtown Center Drive and Highlands Ranch Parkway due to an accident. Northbound only one lane is open through there. Traffic is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Still very slow on southbound 225, I lift I-25. Watch for a staller accident clearing off eastbound 6th avenue approaching sheridan the crohn's and colitis foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you get started at cctakesteps.org i'm chris mclaughlin with traffic on altitude 950 
Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Top of the key now, it's C.J. McCollum, throws back behind him. Pat Connaughton split the defenders, falls down and turn it over. Leaking out is Jokic, bounce pass over to Harris, gets in the lane, layup's good. Great finish right there by Gary Harris. Nuggets have a seven-point lead, it's 30-23. to Trying to find that text of the uh, gentleman who says it's... Oh, here it is. Not sports-related, but me and my lady are having a baby today. Give us a shout-out. Well, there you go. Long-time listener Drew and Britt, congratulations, man. Nothing like that, especially if it's your first. Good luck. What if it's the second, it's not as important? I'm just telling you, life changes at the first. Mm-hmm. Second one, you've adapted. Life changes considerably at that first. Come third, on. Third one, you're kind of like, did that happen? Like, exactly. another one? Mm-hmm. I've yes. told you how it's gone in my family. First one, you're at the hospital for a couple days. You're concerned. You're there. You're pacing. Second one, you may make a coffee trip. Hey, you want me to go grab something? I'll be back. Third one, I was playing pickup basketball. Call me when it's ready. Mm-hmm. Kind of how it works. <sighs> I'm dead serious. You won't and, be. And, and my wife had no problem with that setup. I missed the grand total of one day of work for the collective <laughs> birth of my three children. I'm sure you're very proud of that. I am. I'm sure well, you I just brought it up. That, yeah. Marty missed more time miss, for his. I did not miss a day of work. That's impressive. I'm but impressed. it, it's just the way the schedule worked out. Just how it worked out for me. I, I don't know how it worked out for you. I have kids on the weekends, right? Oh yeah, because that's something you can control. We did. Oh, it all worked out. This is <laughs> what those hot takes aren't good enough for you. No, this is just such a peek behind the curtain into you two. I love it. Yeah. Keep talking. Uh, rather than us talking, I want you to hear Paul Millsap last night because listen, during the course of the game, I tend to get emotional and mad. And when the Nuggets are struggling, I pointed at Millsap and I said, "Come on, man, let's go." He finished two of ten, six points. At one point, he, he kept losing the ball, right? I mean, Nurkic kept rebounding the ball over the top of him. He kept losing the ball. I was frustrated just watching it happen. So afterwards, I walk up to Paul Millsap and want to sort of get a lay of the land after the Nuggets win in dramatic fashion. What it was like for him on a night where he was struggling shooting the ball and how he still chipped in to win that game. Here's Paul. Has your team established a little bit of a, a junkyard dog mentality? These aren't pretty wins. These are hard-earned wins. I think, you know, this whole year we've been trying to establish that identity. Um, you know, we've, we've always been an offensive-minded team. Um, but now we're starting to buckle down and lock in on defense. Tonight was a prime example of what we can do in, um, when we play defense. You know, when your offense isn't going right um, every game and you can't make shots, you know, you've got to find a way to win games. And uh, we did it tonight with stops. What, what did you tell Jamal uh, late in the game? He had that little stretch where he couldn't make a shot, and you went up to him and said something. Yeah, I told him, you know, neither one of us are making shots. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's let's do the little things. And I think right after that, you know, that play, I, I took a charge. I was like, see, and I went up to him and told him, you know, see, these, these are the things that win games. You know, it's not necessarily, you know, making shots all the time. That's the little things. And he went down. Uh, he was able to get fired and make his free throws and help us win again. So you have to take solace in the whole team struggles shooting. And yet you find a way. It's not just one player. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You know, your shot's not going to always fall. You know, I think I went two for ten tonight. Um, 
and still find a way to win. You know, secure a rebound. You know, take a charge. You know, get a steal. Do something. You know, um, to help your team win a game, and um, that's what it's all about. You know, your shot's not gonna always fall. For all these young guys that have never been in the playoffs, it's gonna be a playoff atmosphere Wednesday night. You know it. It's gonna be loud. It's gonna be crazy. Do you paint the picture for them? What do you do? Um, I think the picture has already been painted. You know, these, these past few games has been at this, I mean, playoff atmosphere, you know, playoff basketball, playoff physicality. And um, they're not woke now. I mean, if they don't understand what these playoffs mean, um, something, something's wrong. You know, but I think they understand and they understand the severeness of it. And I think they got a feel tonight, you know, the, the last game, the game before that, or what playoff basketball is all about and what to expect this next coming game. Paul, be honest, two weeks ago when you guys lose to Toronto, you're two games back. A lot of people wrote you off. Do you think you'd be here today? Um, <clears throat> honestly, yeah. Yeah. You know, my mindset never changes. Um, I always feel like we have a chance, you know, especially with the guys we have in this locker room. Um, I don't think anybody dropped their head after that. Um, and we just kept fighting, you know, continue to fight to put ourselves in a situation to go out there and get in the playoffs. And um, we have our opportunity, you know. Now it's, uh, you know, it's do or die. Um, we'll get out there and, you know, hopefully get this win and not rely on another team winning or losing. I love the term that Millsap used there, uh, a millennial term, but it applies to the Nuggets situation in this game tomorrow night. Woke. You better stay woke. You're going to be, you got to be woke to win if, this game. If they aren't woke to that. Yeah. We got a problem. Stay woke. You know, in the summer when they signed Paul Millsap, we all looked at it and said, hey, this is exactly what this team needs. They need a guy with uh, playoff experience, a veteran, guy who's been in all-star games, and, you know, through no fault of his own due to the injury, we really haven't had a chance to see it all season long. It's sort of been, hey, this young team trying to find its way on its own. I I think we finally saw the example last night, and and you got the quote from him about what he told Jamal Murray – that's that's a leader. Not only what he yeah. told him. That's the easy part, Vic. Anybody could say, hey, the shot's not falling. Let's go do the little things. But then to immediately go out and do one of those things and Take draw charge. that charge, yeah. uh, that just that speaks volumes as to what he brings to this team. You're right, and that's where it's hard for me as a fan to separate myself from the emotion of a game because I'm looking at the numbers, right? We're all looking at the numbers. We're looking at Paul's struggle. I mean, he shot an air ball three at one point. And I'm like, quit shooting threes. You know, I'm, I'm actually yelling at a man from my seat. Mm-hmm. And you hear him afterwards. And you, you, it's amazing how profound that statement was. Doing the little things. You can't fall in love with your shot making in this game because you're going to have nights like they had last night. You have to be able to have a well-rounded game. And I think that's the difference in the Nuggets today. From the Nuggets two weeks ago, a month ago, all season. This was always an offensive oriented team that only went as far as its offense would take it. If the shots were falling, if the offense was flowing, they were a good team. If not, they mailed it in. Yeah. Now they're finding other ways to win. They used to have one way to beat you. That's it. That was it. I mean, they could just run and gun and, and beat you in a shootout. That's how the Nuggets had to, had to get a victory. That was their only way to beat you. But again, I thought the key sentence or the key word he said in that whole thing was, see, it's when he drew the charge, he got up, looks at Jamal Murray and says, see, it's it. You got to show him. You got to, you, you yeah. got to show these kids. And it can't be the coach. Exactly. It can't be always the coach. It's got to be a player, which is what coach Malone's been saying all year. It's got to be a player. And what did Jamal Murray do late in the game? His shot wasn't falling. He was struggling. He had wide open looks. He goes to the rim hard, cuts to the rim, and Jokic finds him with a laser for a layup to put the Nuggets up by five. That was a critical play, too. Yeah, that was the thing of beauty, just a great pass. That was like a classic Jokic 
moment there. Um, but Jamal Murray, you know, that's again, that's a little thing too. And we've all played basketball. When your shot's not hitting, when you're not hitting your shot, what do you do? You go to the basket. You mm-hmm. try and get an easy one, or you try and get fouled and go to the line. So uh, a pivotal moment in the game, obviously, to put him up two possessions. But great play by Murray and right. Jokic. Huge week uh, for Denver sports. Basically, two straight playoff games. Wednesday night in Minneapolis for the Nuggets. Thursday night in Nashville for the Avs. That's when their official playoffs begin. Let's kick it off with our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power 5. Brought to you by Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. A scramble, picked up by the Avs, carried ahead by Landeskog, fires it towards an empty net, he scores! Game Landeskog, he's bombed in the neutral zone! The Avs have taken a 4-1 lead, there's a dog pile on the captain, the Colorado Avalanche! is just over three minutes away from the unthinkable. All right, HW, how are we selling this one? I don't know. Do you guys have goosebumps, though? Every time I hear that, I get goosebumps uh. from Mark Mosier. Hey, listen, there's a lot of superstition going on right now with both these teams. There just is. What's your good luck charm? 30933. Tell us your good luck charm. 30933. We'll read our favorite ones on the air. Have you seen the egg that yes. Taz has? Yes, the lucky Easter egg. It's six and zero. Oh. Yes, it is. And I think he's calling it Jokic, Jokic, like Jok, mm, like yeah. egg yolk. You know what's funny is that Vic and I were talking this morning before the show, and he mentioned that to me. Well, Miko Rantanen's family gave Lauren Gardner a lucky Easter egg as well. So we've got an Easter egg mm. going with the Nuggets. Lauren's taking care of Rantanen's Easter egg for the Avs. There's something brewing here with Easter eggs. What is your good luck charm? Three zero nine three three. Well, we know what they do in hockey, okay? It happens every year, regardless of the team. They always grow the playoff beards. It's just part of the deal. Um, I was thinking about doing the same, but my beard is so nasty, I, I just won't do it. I just can't do it. I can't grow a competent beard. But what do you do, superstition-wise? What is it? What kind of sorcery do you employ for your team to win? Great question. Man, I had a lot of them as a kid, you know, when I'd sit in the, sit in the north end, Section 326 for Bronco games. I had my flag. I had my hat. I had my, all my stuff I had to wear. I would, I used to think, you know, if I don't cuss all week, I'll bet they'll win. Can't do that anymore. They don't make it an hour. We, we did crazy things as kids. I recall sitting in my basement at my mom and dad's house with my brothers. And remember I told you we, we would make little Nerf hoops uh, out of hangers, right? We'd mm-hmm. Go down there and listening or watching a Nuggets game. If it was a critical point in the game and there was a timeout, we both said, all right, we have to each make a free throw or the Nuggets lose. I felt as much nerve as – I swear, I was more nervous than the players at that point attempting those free throws because more often than not, it would work. Yeah, so see, you had to get it right. Now, HW thought he had to be in the building for the Avs to win. That was proven to be just a total fallacy. Yeah, you're no longer necessary, HW. You can sit at some – Random place in Dallas, and they still yeah. win. In fact, if I can go back to the Dallas Country Club and never see you two again, I'll, I'll do that. In that, fact, that there's a work. new streak. You're right. There's a new streak since the Avs perhaps played their best game of the season mm-hmm. in the most critical game. You now on Avs night have to leave the city. 
You paying for my flight out of town? No, no. no that, but I mean, it's either on, it's on you. If you, you want to send to me, to Na- if you want to send me to Nashville, I'll go to Nashville. Oh, I no, got no, no problem with be, that. No, no, no. You can't be within the same zip code as the team. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. You got to get out of town on Monday. I'll stay in the hotel next door and then come back and do the show on Tuesday and then get out of town on Wednesday and come back on. I'm talking next week. Yeah. This is all paid for. I'm in. From Derek, uh, I'm seven and zero at Pepsi Center wearing my Alex English jersey with no sleeves at the game. Wore sleeves under it once, didn't win. <laughs> So you're seven and one. <laughs> well, Derek, tomorrow night, make sure you wear your Alex English jersey with no sleeves while you're watching the game. I love that kind of superstition, though. That's perfect. You know what I'm not looking forward to? Because I know I'm going to see a lot of it. Is Carl Anthony Towns in his resting face? You know that face. Mm-hmm. I, I can see it. I'm just shutting my eyes right now, and I'm seeing that face. Oh, I'm already riled up. Well, he's another one that complains about Every single possession. He always gets fouled and he never commits one. Yeah. He's the modern day Tim Duncan. Oh, I bet he just plays hard though. Again, not mutually exclusive. He's also a very good player. You keep you, using that term. I don't know what that means. You think he's a good player? You don't know what mutually exclusive means? I, I, I have a vague street. idea. Alright. Now he's a, he's, you're either 100% awful and you can't like anything about him or you're 100% great and there's no fault. That's, that's the HW world. All right, when we come back, some of your texts coming in on our Power 5 question of the day. Coming up a little bit later at 930 because he needs his beauty sleep. Voice of the Nuggets, Chris Marlowe, who's had a heck of a time calling these games of late. Jeff Legwald at 9 o'clock. Uh, whatever's going on with the uh, Broncos this week. Somebody texted me the other day, tweeted me, Hey, can you talk to me about what the Broncos are going to do at 5? And I got so mad. I was like, not now, I'm busy. I'm busy. Plenty of time for that. We'll have plenty of time in the next couple weeks. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Yeah, you're no longer necessary, HW. Believe it, Colorado. And the Colorado Avalanche will go to Nashville and take on the Predators. They're back in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Your Colorado Avalanche are in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The belief system from our team, I'm really proud of this team. It's the Avs and Predators in Game 1, Thursday at 7.30. Extended pregame starts at 6 on the home of the Avalanche, Altitude 950. As a Colorado, we've got a lot of love for our football, hockey, baseball, basketball, lacrosse, and soccer teams. We're loyal fans cheering local teams and buying from local businesses. Hey, guys, it's Mark Mosher from my friends at Colorado Family-Owned American Financing. If you're going to borrow money for a new home loan, borrow locally. The American Financing team of salary-based mortgage consultants will help you get a pre-approval letter, which will help make your home offer more attractive. They can access any loan in the industry while offering the lowest rates, best service and fastest closings plus you get one-on-one attention while being guided through options resulting in a custom loan specific to your financial goals and i'd call that a big win and you will too so when you're ready to experience the journey toward home ownership choose american financing they have your best interests in mind and there are never any upfront fees call 303-695-7000 303-695-7000 or go online at americanfinancing.net and mls 182334 regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Kevin Flesh here from Flesh Law. You've been in a car accident? You're told by friends to get an attorney. However, the insurance company is willing to settle now. You wonder, will I end up losing money by getting an attorney? Insurance companies want this situation. No attorney and more importantly, a quick settlement in their best interest. That's where Flesh Law can help. We take away all your doubt and get you the money you deserve. 
Call me, Kevin Flesh, today at 303-806-8886, 303-806-8886, or FleshLawFirm.com. Need a free oil change? Then it's time to stop by Grand Valley Auto in Lakewood. Get a free oil change and check out their hundreds of pre-owned vehicles on the lot. They got amazing tax time deals going on right now. 17 years reputable experience and a full service department. Plus, you get a free oil change just for stopping by. This is the time to come out to Grand Valley Auto. On West Colfax, near Wadsworth in Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Oil change is good for five quarts. Next time your child's due for the shots, distract them with silly cooing and smiling. When you seem happy, your child will pick up on those positive vibes. Respect the facts, protect your child, immunize. Brought to you by the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment and the Colorado Broadcasters Association. Hey, sports fans, unless you're really rolling, there's no way possible you could afford over $100,000 of damage to your property. Hail, fire, water damage, that's why you have insurance. But nearly every insurance claim is underpaid. The C3 Group can help. They're a team of property claim experts that work to ensure insurance companies pay what they're required to pay. Property owners, HOAs, and contractors, they all trust the C3 Group to recoup damages from 100000 into the millions. You can trust the C3 Group as well. Call 303-670-2710. Are you looking for relief for your back, knee, or other joint pain? Well, after 10 years in the NFL, I can tell you that I do too. Hey there, Denver. It's Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50, 10-year veteran of the NFL. And after my 10-year career, I'll tell you what, I look for relief for my back, neck, knee, and other joint pain. And if you do too, receive treatment right here in Denver from the highly trained specialists at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics, Denver. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics have elite surgeons in the areas of shoulder, back, neck, and joints. Whether you need a checkup or just looking for some information regarding your pain or are looking for knowledgeable, world-renowned professionals to perform your surgery, give my friends at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics a call at 303-287-2700. That's 303-287-2700. And check them out online by Googling Center for Spine and Orthopedics Denver. When I have pain and I need it looked at, these are the professionals I go to. Go to where the pros go and visit Center for Spine and Orthopedics today. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Southbound Santa Fe has been reopened between West Town Center and Highlands Ranch Parkway after being closed all morning. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. We have an accident now. Center Lane, southbound I-25 at University. Southbound already slow through downtown and between Broadway and University. Every child is full of potential, but poverty will steal that potential from a child. Go to Compassion.com slash radio to sponsor a child now. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. It started throughout the summer, and obviously the the guys that we were able to bring in, and and obviously with some, um, you know, being able to get Kerf here, and and Toninato, and Jost, and Comfer, and and Gerard through that uh, trade in in November, and and just a these young guys that are coming in and really hungry and, and excited to play and a lot of enthusiasm and, and it just kind of rubbed off on a lot of the guys that, that were here and it was a it was a really nice fresh injection of, of youth into this dressing room and especially after such a tough tough year last year and that's the captain Gabriel Landeskog on with Hastings and Brownman yesterday by the way they got another big one coming up a little bit later coach Michael Malone will join Julian Scott at 11. Eager to hear what Coach Malone has to say, but I really enjoyed that interview with Landis Gog. And every time I hear Landy, 
further proof, guys, that you don't have to be necessarily the best player on your team to be the leader of your team. Because the best player on the Av squad is number 29, okay? He's a heart finalist. He he may win the damn trophy. Uh, but the leader is no doubt Gabe, is uh, Gabriel Landeskog. You you hear it, you feel it, you see it. Vic, you're a uh, you're a reader like me. You're a book guy. I will bring you in a book called The Captain's Class, and it's about the all the best teams in the history of sports sure. from around the world in all sorts of different uh, sports. It's where I found out about that 1930s Hungarian soccer team that you guys laughed about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it does talk about how typically the captain is not the best player on the team, especially on great teams. Um, because the best player, he's, he's out there doing his thing. He's not back, you know, kind of grinding and doing the little things. Not that Gabe Landeskog is a grinder, but he's not the best player on the team. So it, it is interesting the way this is kind of unfolded. It starts to look like, man, this recipe that Joe Sackick is putting together yeah. makes sense in a lot of ways. When, when I think of Gabriel Landeskog, the first word that comes to mind, and it's maybe not the first that comes to yours, selfless. I, I really believe that. He is about as selfless as they come, um, both in and out of the locker room. And you hear him talk like that, man, he is loving what the Avs are doing. Not because he gains something from it, he obviously does, but he's letting guys do their thing. He's loving what McKinnon is doing. He acknowledges that it takes sometimes some good fortune. Whatever it takes, he'll take it. Yeah, the word that comes to mind to me is mature. I mean, his maturity, his poise, win or lose, his willingness to always talk, look you in the eye, give you a straight answer. And I think, too, you guys are on to something here with the fact he's the captain, but he's not the best player on the team, and he's just fine with that. There's no there's no ego there with Gabe about, well, I'm the captain, I have to be the best player. I think he's fine with Nathan being a quote-unquote better player. Now, this is not me diminishing Gabe's hockey skills, but if we're just being honest – Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen are better flat-out scorers than Gabe Landeskog, but he is the glue to that team. He is the absolute glue and the key to their success. I thought his interview yesterday was re- very, very good. Ran into Jared Bednar yesterday. Uh, I went out to Avs practice, just wanted to get a sense of how that team was responding. And, God, you know, Bedsy, as uh, we call him now on this show, who will join us tomorrow morning at 7.30, slow heartbeat. Right? Is that a good description? Just sort of a slow yeah. heartbeat. He yeah. doesn't get excited ever. He's just sort of there and, and I think that is sort of, that's sort of the nature of this team. They, they're in the moment. They're sort of there and listen, no one expects the Avs to upset Nashville. No one outside of HW. Okay. HW's hot take this morning was the Avs in six. Yeah, don't you think there's a very realistic scenario for the Avs to win it no, in six? No, it's not no. realistic. No. Why? Why? No. They, how good have they been at home this year, Vic? They've been outstanding at I'm, home. They've won as many again, home games. Again, they've won as many home games as the team that won the cup in 01. Don't confuse me. Do I want it to happen? Of course I want it to happen. Is it realistic? No, it's not. What, what is it realistic best. about that? They're because facing Nashville's the, the best, best team in hockey. Yeah, they're playing the best <laughs> team in <laughs> hockey. <laughs> what world do you live in here? I mean, what, what, I mean, I mean, How do you want on. me to explain this to you? Listen, is it outside the realm of possibilities? No. Is there a better chance of the Avs beating the Predators than the Nuggets beating the Warriors? Yes. But uh, let's let's temper our insanity here. Oh, okay. So do you want me to come on and just say, yeah, Predators in four. It's been a fun run. No. We talked about it yesterday, though, Vic and I. I think it, it, it'd be disappointing if they didn't win a game or two. That'd be disappointing. 
It's got to at least go back to Nashville for game five. That's my expectation. I'm just being realistic. My expectation is to split in Nashville and come back here and try to get a 3-1 lead. Look, if they split, if they steal a game in Nashville, well, then we're talking about something. And then I'm, I'm with you. But I, I'm just trying to go into it with realistic expectations. Let's go to the text line from Chris. Hey, guys, I'd really like to hear more about the similarities between that Hungarian soccer team and this year's Nuggets <laughs> or Abs. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry if I'm bringing some references that are maybe outside the norm. <laughs> just dying. Wait, when did this happen? I am dying. I'm 1930s dying. 1930s Hungarian soccer <laughs> oh team. The greatest soccer team of all time. Buy the book, read about it, and then tell me if I'm wrong. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> That's so we're all, we're all so, more you know on this team. Oh, that is so good. I had baseball in Denver already to go last Friday, and you left it off the rundown. Some of the great speeches in sports history. Guys, let me tell you about the Hungarian soccer team. <laughs> you know what? I can just go back to being like everybody else and use all the same oh, references. God. Fine. Trying to expand uh, your horizons, guys. We're also getting your uh, Power 5 texts uh, for the superstitions that you abide by during the course of a season or a playoff run, whatever it may be. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming in there. Uh, for away playoff games, says Brian in Westie, I like three Avs candles. Offense, defense, goaltending. Home games, I wear my game day shirt and my jersey, so I won't be wearing... Any of the stupid whiteout shirts. That's from Brian and Westy. So he has a system he employs. Uh, Trent See? says the Nuggets have never been outscored since I gave Vic a fist bump during halftime of the game last night. Uh, good point. Okay. So that's yours. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is a pretty wild superstition according to 0529. But if I watch the game over the television, they lose. So I don't watch the game. I just watch the highlights. Man, I'm a little bit that way too. I was, I was guy in the, in the Nuggets playoff run who would walk around the neighborhood and watch the game cast on my ESPN app. I'm. Are you serious? I can't do that. Oh man. It was. I'll turn the channel on occasion if there's a run, but I can't, I gotta watch. I I can get, especially with the Nuggets, I get a little that way. You're take a walk around the neighborhood guy? You're that nervous? Yeah. What if a dog pees on your lawn while you're out for your walk? What do you do? Look out for that dog. Uh, this guy says, hey, what's the Nuggets record since Jokic gets haircuts? Cause they never seem to lose the day he gets haircuts. I haven't monitored his buzz clip, so I'm not sure yet. Uh, Derek says, seven and oh, wearing my jersey at the games. I think I read that one already. Uh, but keep him coming in. Your greatest superstition. Here I am last night at the game, by the way, and I sit right in section 30. There's a group of media there at the table. And I, I, I always, I feel so ashamed, right? I feel shame. I feel like an idiot, to be honest with you, hmm. because I'm sitting there watching the game, actually participating in the broadcast of the game, and I'm screaming at players. I'm screaming out. Fans in front of me are looking at going, what is this whack job doing? Mm-hmm. I'm screaming, and I can't help. Do you guys scream? Do you scream at people you've, like I do? You've been to games with me, Vic. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. You screamed at Bud Black in a game they won. Yeah, well, he made a mistake. According to but, Bud Black, though, if you had a few more hits, your average would be better. I cannot hold my emotions in check during a game. No matter I want to scream, I'll scream! Yes, there it is. I just can't do it. No, I'm with you. I'm a holler. I'm a screamer. 
I think it's it gets out the nervous energy. That's how I that's how I cope. That's how I deal with it. Isn't there a rule though? Like you're not supposed to be screaming in the press area. Well, yeah, but it's not the the press box. Yeah, it's it's in the it's sort of like in the fan section. So that's loud enough to where nobody notices. Probably why I do it. Vic, it's why I don't sit in the press box ever at any oh, game. Well, I hate the press box because I can't contain myself. I've told you this: the press box at Bronco games, the worst place to watch. Oh. A football game. The it, worst. It, you're on the wrong side of the glass at an aquarium. It's and awful. And you can't hear. Yeah. You can't feel the game. I want to so be out in the awful. elements. Okay, we've uh, already established the fact that if the Nuggets were to win tomorrow, if they win, they will get no worse than the seventh seed. They could get the sixth. They could get the fifth. But no worse than the seventh. So they avoid Houston. They it looks like more likely they end up playing Golden State. The way they can move up, and the matchup I'd love to see, I think the matchup any Nuggets fan would love to see, what about a three versus six, Portland versus the Nuggets? Mm. It could happen. So, it could happen. Well, and maybe Nurkic will play hard in that series. For that to happen, we need Utah to lose at home to Golden State tonight, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just want to, one day at a time, Bonnie Franklin, want to know what I'm supposed to be cheering for today, tonight, because that's all I can do. I want to see Jokic Nurkic in the playoffs. That be would great. be so much fun. Well, and this whole conspiracy theory of, oh, the NBA wants the T-Wolves in the playoffs, which is ridiculous. There's not an executive out there. Going, Man, you know what? We really need to spark this league. Minnesota in the playoffs. The, if the league was trying to set things up, they would want it to be Jokic Nurkic in the first round. That's a great matchup. I, I just, I hate it when I hear about how the league's behind any I type know. of grand scheme. Now, a ref may have a bad call. A ref may, you know, refs are human. They may fall into that practice where the home team and the home crowd determines a call. I get that. The NFL did give Jerome Bettis a Super Bowl win in his hometown in Super Bowl 40, though. That was, right, that was dictated and it was written out. That 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 was the mm. that was the worst officiated game in history. So you do like a good tinfoil hat. Well, when they're true, that one's true. I don't think he can find one that'll fit his head. <laughs> oh, wow. wow, that's Man. a joke. You guys know that, right? <laughs> Come on, I say that with all love. Uh, Up next, that was, shot, that was shots fired at eight forty-four. Well, don't throw those headphones. They only fit your head. They wouldn't fit anybody else's. Up next, Marty O and his sugar fix. Denver Nuggets. Nuggets in the second half comeback. Take care of the Portland Trailblazers. Coming up this morning at 11, head coach Michael Malone joins Hastings and Brownman to talk about tomorrow's critical showdown with the Timberwolves. Woo! On the Nuggets station, altitude 950. Great coaches are leaders who fight hard for what and who they believe in. They drive change. Athlete or not, now may be the right time for you to make a change. One that will improve your financial future. Hey, it's Mark Mosier for my friends at American Financing. This is the mortgage team of salary-based consultants, the team that's Colorado family-owned. And here's what you're going to get from them. Competitive interest rates, one-on-one guidance, and customized loan programs. It's coaching that is specific to your needs, resulting in a home loan that's going to lower your rate, shorten your term, even save you up to $1,000 a month. And it's the most convenient way to achieve your financial goals, including paying off high-interest debt. I'm talking about a 10-minute call to get things started and closings in as fast as 10 days. Plus... There are never any upfront fees. So call today and let American Financing coach you into a better home loan. 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. NMLS 182-2023.
1-800-227-5218-234, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. If you wake up dreading your day and would like an extra $6,000 in the bank, start a fresh new career with First Transit in Commerce City. First Transit is hiring full-time bus drivers this Wednesday afternoon. Bring your seven-year driving record and interview on-site. Competitive pay, benefits, and qualified hires receive a $6,000 hiring bonus. Start a fresh new career. Apply in person during this job fair this Wednesday afternoon from 1.30 to 4. First Transit in Commerce City, 6345 Colorado Boulevard. Denver's real estate market is booming, and you may be able to cash in with an investment in yourself and your career. Axiom Academy will train you to be a successful, in-demand, certified home inspector. You could earn upwards of $85,000 a year part-time. Visit learnwiththeacademy.com to find out how an investment in yourself can pay off in the booming Denver real estate market. That's learnwiththeacademy.com. Hey, it's Josh Dover here, and I'm going to tell you how to get a career in under a year. Not just any old job. I mean real opportunity to train for a relevant, in-demand career right now. Now more than ever, careers in media platforms are booming, like social media, YouTube, on-air talent, video and audio editing, production, camera, and control room operations. Maybe you're like me and love sports. Do something more than just watch games. Make it a career in areas like play-by-play, sports commentating, sports live broadcast, even host your own show. That's what the Colorado Media School has done for more than 30 years, dedicating themselves to placing more people in rewarding media careers. That's what they did for me. Now is the time. Call them up, tell them Josh Dover sent you, and get an orientation just for calling. Don't wait. Call now and make that appointment. And get that career in under a year. Train in just months without decades of debt. Flexible hours and financial aid for those who qualify. Call the Colorado Media School right now. 303-937-7070. That's 303-937-7070. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Traffic is stopping behind an accident southbound I-25 at University. It looks like all the activity off to the right shoulder now, but still slowing Santa Fe to University. Southbound 225 running slow as well. I lift to I-25. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. If you're traveling northbound, you're going to be dealing with some slow-and-go, stop-and-go traffic between Lincoln Avenue and Yale on I-25. Food, water, medical care, education, and more is what you'll give to a child in poverty. Release a child from poverty at Compassion.com slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Well, I was just so uh, impressed and uh, inspired with how we played. Uh, you know, I told them at halftime. I was honest. So, fellas, if we lose, we're out. You know, uh, uh, I knew some of the other teams had won games, and uh, I thought we played like our lives were on the line. And it was, uh, wasn't was pretty, but I thought our defense was phenomenal. And, and finally, in that fourth quarter, 13 points, 29% field goal uh, defense, and only two offensive rebounds. Um, that was another playoff game. That was, you know, just tough, physical for 48 minutes. And and our guys believe we persevered, and I couldn't be prouder of our team right now. That's Michael Malone. More from the coach at 11 a.m. this morning. He will join Hastings and Brownman live right here on Altitude 950. Hey, H.W., can you do some of that uh, Vegas gambling research that you normally do? I want to know the odds for the Nuggets tomorrow night. I want to know they had these BPI and all these numbers. What is their percentage chances of making the play playoffs? Obviously, rests on their chances of beating Minnesota, but I want to know what those are. Yeah, I'll get you the line for tomorrow night on percentage chance making the playoffs. We'll probably have to go to 538, but considering their track record with the election, I'm just going to say the Nuggets win, they're in. 
Yeah, I, I don't know who or what to believe and, you know, the odds, this is why we love sports, right? Because people prove us wrong all the time. And the Nuggets have proven me wrong for the last two weeks. I thought they were done. I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, lifelong Nuggets fan. I did not think it was feasible for this team to win seven straight games against seven teams, seven straight games against seven teams that are either in the playoffs or in playoff position. All Above 500 teams. What? The toughest stretch of basketball by any NBA team all season. I thought it was impossible. They're one game away from proving me wrong. What I love about sports is when they prove me right. And I was looking out the front windshield and had mm. Highway 47 coming. Mm. According to 538, the Nuggets' chances of winning tomorrow night and securing a playoff spot, 39%. Yeah, it looks like an early line out of Vegas. Vic has the Timberwolves as four-point favorites tomorrow night in Minnesota. Okay, uh more superstitions before we get to Marty. Uh Coach Jones says, I scream at my team all the time. I do it through my television. Um, <laughs> I can't read that one from 0648, although very, very curious and creative. Why not? Because I'm not going to read You can read it if you want. Mm. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, somebody says he bought season or playoff tickets to the Nuggets already. Doesn't know if that's superstitious. <laughs> yeah, I'm not reading that text sort of either. Code. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Told you. Uh, all right. More, more of those superstitions coming in on the text line. Right now, let's bring in Marty O and his sugar. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar hit high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Sugar slam. Shake that. Let me quickly read this before we get to Marty. This just came over the text line. Hey, thanks, guys, for being real and not spending time ranking the top five defensive tackles in the draft on a day when you have a young, exciting team in the playoffs and another one on the footstep. If it wasn't for 950, I don't know what I'd do. Please pay HW to go back to Dallas. That's from Monty. Yeah, you're no longer necessary, HW. <laughs> so thank you, Monty. And Monty, I'll say the same thing to you that we always say to other people that uh, are nice enough to give us those uh, wonderful comments. Tell a friend or a thousand. It helps. Trust me. I've been doing some research on the 1930 uh, Hungarian team back here. Just fascinating <laughs> stuff. Fascinating. We mock what we don't understand, guys. That's <laughs> what we do. I do want to read that book. I'll give you that book. Well, yeah, there you go. I've been selling it. Hi, today, uh, John Madden is turning 82. I know he was a, uh, Super Bowl winning coach, long time announcer, but I think he's most famous for his video games. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, everything I know about football is based on those, on playing those Madden games. Did you know he refused to put his name on that game until they were able to make it 11 on 11? That's right. I learned that from the 30 for 30. Yes, exactly. There you go. Because, uh, before then, like Tech Mobile and stuff like that, there was like three on three, five on five. He refused to put his name on until it was real football. Speaking of 30 for 30s, this is not a 30 for 30, but it's a documentary that debuts tonight on HBO. Are you guys going to watch the Andre the Giant doc? I will. I'm not sure I'll catch it tonight, but I will watch it eventually. It is uh, it is set to record. I'm not a wrestling guy, but Andre the Giant was just, in our era, you saw that man, you're like, there's no way that man's human, right? Yeah. Crazy. He, like, he was almost bigger than wrestling. The picture of him like holding a can of beer 
and it yes. looks like a little toy. It, some of those kind of things are just mind-boggling. No, I can't wait to watch it. All right, I feel like this guy has been on everybody's fantasy football team at some point. Eric Ebron turning 25. The 6'5", 250 tight end. He just every year I feel like, all right, this is the year he's gonna he's gonna break out, and then it just never happens. He's Where did he go? He left for Colts now. Greener pastures. He's yeah. a Colt now. He was in Detroit, and he was the tight end. Wasn't he out of North Carolina? I want to yeah. say came in with so much hype and just very underachieved. Yeah, he was way. a high pick. I mean, a first round pick, but yeah, just a guy. You're right, Marty, that had all sorts of potential and just has never done anything. And he's in a pass happy offense. I mean, Matthew Stafford seemingly yeah. throws more passes than almost any quarterback every single year. If you can't produce in that one, I don't know how you can produce in, in Indianapolis when Andrew Luck still hasn't thrown a regulation-sized football, guys. Still. It's April yeah, well, 10th. By the way, what, what I've heard this about he's throwing smaller – what footballs? Is he throwing the little plastic ones that you can never – Get a spiral on? What, what kind of footballs know. is he throwing? It's those Nerf balls with the whistlers on the side. Yeah. <laughs> the one that Elway threw 100 yards. Yeah. It is, uh, it, it's more and more curious. I mean, obviously they traded out of that number three pick and down to six, so they must think he's coming back, but you know, know what we need? You know what we need about Andrew Luck? A Wickersham article. Oh, that would yeah, really, we could get that, a that Wickersham would, article. Yeah. Kind of clear everything up. Be there. enlightening. Yeah. I How bad could a shoulder be that you miss an entire season and you're on the verge of possibly missing more time? Well, and I mean, they, did he lose his arm? They say when he played hurt, he kind of screwed up his mechanics. So he's trying to not only recover from the surgery, but also rebuild his mechanics. That does not sound good at all. I was saying in 1999, the post Jordan Bulls muster only 49 points as they fall to the Heat 82 to 49 on their way to a 13 and 37 record in the uh, lockout shortened season. 49 points Ugh. is a total. Are you kidding me? That's pathetic. 49? You know, that, that brings up an interesting uh, anecdote spun by Gary Harris last night when talking about the crowd. And Gary Harris said there was a game his rookie season, I think it was the Brian Shaw season, where the Nuggets gave up 84 points at halftime to Portland, and they got booed off the court. 84 at halftime. And now here we are years later. They gave up, what, 82, 82. in the entire game. You know it's what? Amazing. If you give up 84 points in the first half, you should get booed off yeah. the court. Yeah, for he sure. remembers it. Nuggets finished 31-10 and 10 at home, by the way, boys. Only two teams in the West with better home records, Houston and San Antonio. Just real quickly, the Bulls had a, a guy on the name on the roster named Rusty LaRue. I mean, do you have on. that Do you have that box score in front of you? I do, yeah. Who was the leading scorer? The leading scorer... Tony Kukoc. Was Pippen not on that team anymore? Pippen was not on the team. Okay. Tony Kukoc, Dickie Simpkins, Randy Brown, Ron Harper, and Rusty LaRue. <laughs> Rusty LaRue. <laughs> that is one of the all-time great sports names. Old Rusty LaRue. Dickie Simpkins up there, too. <laughs> I was going to say, a good Dickie is a good name. I have this day in 2000, Ken Griffey Jr. becomes the youngest to 400 home runs. He does it at the uh, age of 30. A-Rod beat that. He uh, did it in age 29. Closest person to do that would be Bryce Harper. He'd have to average 45 homers over the next five seasons. He could do that. that that's attainable. Yeah. Or Otani could do it if he averaged 56 homers over the next seven seasons, which appears to be doable. You know, the whole Otani magic that we're witnessing right now is it gives credence to Manchester's hot take that spring training is a joke and really doesn't matter because in spring training, no. all the Angels fans are like, oh, my God, what a waste of money. This guy's awful. And as soon as the season started, he turned it on. And now he's one of the wonders of the world. Gives credence to Manchester's hot take should just be a theme on this show. Eh. I shouldn't have said that. I knew that shouldn't have come out. Yeah, of that was, Why don't you keep making jokes about his head? Don't, don't feed the beast. <laughs> Good point. Don't feed the beast, Vic.
I have to stay in 2003, the Rockies turned the, their uh, first triple play in Rockies history. Guess how many triple plays they've had as a franchise in 25 I'm years. I'm not a triple play guy. <laughs> three. I'm going to say three. It's four. Damn. Vic, why are you not a triple play guy? Yeah, just more of a single what, out kind of, of guy? No, most of the time it's luck and it's where the ball's hit. If you're standing near third base, you tag. No big deal. Have you ever witnessed the triple play? Yeah, I've witnessed several of them. Oh, witnessed one, yeah. In person? It's not that big a deal. They've had four in 25 plus seasons. And you were at one of them? See them all the time in Little League. I was at a Zephyrs game. I was at a Zephyrs game and saw a triple play live at Mile High Stadium. It was kind of cool. I was there. But you know, I'm not a, I'm not a triple play guy. Come on, Vic. I just catch the ball, touch the base, throw the ball. It's not hard. I just say in 2007, Zach Johnson wins the Masters with the highest score ever of a plus one. He shot a 289. Uh, just for some perspective, Patrick Reed shot a 273 and uh, was a minus 15 this weekend. And Tiger Woods shot a 289. Came in 32nd. So pretty windy well, the difference is pretty simple. I guarantee that when Zach Johnson did it, uh, it wasn't raining much. The greens were hard and fast. Uh, and that's all the difference you needed. Augusta National. Yeah, for those of us who haven't been to Augusta, can you fill us in on what well, else you I need? Well, I can. I'll uh, write a book about it and send it your way. <laughs> Be sure to do that in July, right in season. <laughs> All right, and that's it for me, fellas. Marty, uh, what did you leave on the cutting room floor? Uh, the Great Gatsby was published on this day in 1925. <gasps> Lovely so, book. I had this list of 40 things to do before I'm 40, and one of them was read a classic, because I was the guy who read Are Clifton. you that guy? Yes. You're that guy, aren't you? You yes. got this list. Yes. Okay. You, know, you accomplish some things when you make checklists. So It actually is pretty – it's actually advisable to write things down, because you yeah. won't have to do it. It's science. So I had this – I got to read a classic, right? Because I read all the Cliff's Notes in school. I never read the actual books. So the one I chose was Great Gatsby. My God, it's convoluted. It's just like you you get to the bottom of a page like what did they say? Why do they have to make it so complicated? Why can't it just be like a good John Grisham book where you get to the bottom of a page like I understand what happened. I wasn't a big fan of the Great Gatsby. All right, up next on the Vic Lombardi show, Jeff Legwald will join us. Uh we'll go thoroughly with Jeff on who guards Jimmy Butler tomorrow night in Minneapolis. That's next on Altitude 950. This has been your morning sugar fix, brought to you by Lamar's Donuts, going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Denver's All Sports Station. This is the home of your Denver Nuggets, Altitude 950. Coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets will be in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves in their regular season finale. Tip-offs at 6 o'clock with a pregame show, getting it away at 535. Jason Kosminski, the Radio Voice Nuggets, will be on the call. KSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Avalanche. Stanley Cup playoffs. Here they come, baby. Home of the Nuggets. Denver has the basketball. Harris is going to run out the clock. Welcome back, G. What's next? Experience it here. Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950. One more, baby. One more. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I've always been excited about football. You know, I'm a competitor. Um... I've loved football my whole life. It's just some things change, and sometimes you got to be mature about situations. And when it came to last year, it wasn't really about what I wanted. It was about what I needed to do. So the fact that I had the chance to play football and uh, give it give it my all, it will never be taken for granted. Bronco safety Sue Cravens just moments before he was emotionally scarred by my Uber trip down Denver. Um, he is a... Uh, not the newest member of the Broncos. The newest would be Marquette King. 
For more on the Broncos, the NFL, let's welcome in our NFL insider, Jeff Legwald, who joins us on the hotline. Jeffrey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing swell. Hey, did the Marquette King signing surprise you at all, or was that expected? Well, you know, I don't know if it was expected, but I think it's their first sort of dive in free agency when they, you know, it was not a professed need, you know, when they came into free agency. So I think this was the first one where they signed a guy and essentially said, you're going to replace the guy we have, you know, immediately. Uh, And I'm not sure Riley Dixon was prepared for, for them to sign a guy like Marquette King. So what's the biggest difference between the two? I mean, Marquette looks like he has a little more hang time with his punts, but are there little subtleties about the game he brings that made him signable? Uh, I think it's just a, a question of, of power and field position. You know, I, I think in the world of special teams, you know, .5 yards on an average can mean an awful lot to those coaches. So uh, I think they just – when they went back through last season and after talking to everybody, uh, I think they thought they left an awful lot of field position and and mistakes on special teams, you know, in the return game, obviously. But uh, I think they came away not very happy with that group, and uh, I think Dixon got caught up in that. All right, you always have the calculator working. Now that you signed King and they've made a couple signings in the uh, last couple of weeks, how much money do they have left? You know, they they got they can they can handle their draft pool easily right now. All right. Uh, you know, in the number five pick, you got to be you got to be a little more careful with the draft pool because that's a that's a legit contract. Uh, so they can do that, and they could probably they could probably do one more mid level veteran if they got you know got a little nutty or if they made a trade on on the draft weekend that included a player you know you got to take that contract so uh they could do something like that but they're not uh you know they, they don't have an abundance of room they they can do their business but they're close enough now they got to worry about it you know it's been crazy the last year some of the trades we've seen in the nfl why do i get the feeling that draft night especially round one you're going to see a lot of trades with current players uh, for draft picks. Does the trend seem to be moving in that direction? Yeah, I think it's in that way, I think, Vic, it's it's getting a little more like uh, baseball in the NBA where people take a a contract for, you know, economic reasons or they move a contract for economic reasons. You know, it's, you know, Tlaib wasn't traded because the Broncos didn't think he could play anymore. It was they thought they had a guy ready, and his contract made it easier to move him. So uh, I think you are seeing more of that. And I think draft night, especially if the Giants and the Patriots are ready to do business, I think you're going to see an awful lot of potential movement uh, on that first night. I figured I'd just ask you this question every week until the draft approaches because it's the single biggest question I get. And I'm sure you do, too. It's not, hey, Vic, how are you? Hey, Vic, how's the family? Hey, Vic, what's that thing on your face? Hey, Vic, what are the Broncos going to do at number five? So I'll ask you, has that thought changed? What are the Broncos going to do at number five, Jeff? Well, Vic, they're still, you know, obviously because they've, you know, they've worked Arnold out in L.A. They've met with Rosen. Uh, They were, you know, I think Allen is in this week, if I can remember my calendar. 
you know, they've done obviously a ton of due diligence on Baker Mayfield. I think they are trying to answer the first question they have to answer about this is, and that is, do they like any of those four quarterbacks to take them at number five if they're there? Or, you know, would you be even inspired to move up to take them? So I think once they answer that, you know, you're going to know what they're going to do. If the answer is no, you might end up with one of the three best players in the draft, which to me is the is the win-win scenario for them. So they're uh, they're moving heaven and earth here, trying to meet with as many guys as they can. Every quarterback seems to be meeting with the Broncos. How much of that is show, or how much of that is due diligence? Is it something they have to do, or they just don't want to tip their hand? Well, it's probably a little of all of the above, truth be told. But I do think. If you have a quarterback draft like this one, it's been a while since we had four guys who most teams consider, you know, in the upper half of the first round. It's been a while since we had that. So uh, you have to make sure. You can't bypass. You can't do the Cleveland Browns and bypass potential quarterbacks because you didn't uh, feel like getting all the way into it and, and finding out as much as you could find out. So it would be – you know, it, it would be malpractice, football malpractice for mm-hmm. them not to do all they can do on these quarterbacks because you have to know, do you like them enough to take them at five? Because if you take a quarterback you, you're only sort of in love with, you have legitimately left one of the three best players in the draft on the board for somebody else to take. And, you know, those are instant starters, those guys. Quentin Nelson, Bradley Chubb. Saquon Barkley, those are instant starters. And if you're going to pass on one of those guys, you better be pretty sure about the quarterback you take instead. All right, so when you consider, Jeff, the Broncos' current brain trust, Elway at the top, brought in Gary Kubiak as an advisor, Matt Russell still there, who ultimately is making this decision? Is it a group decision, or is it going to come down to Elway just saying, all right, let's do this? Usually it comes down to John taking all the information in. Now, you know, it's not a, you know, he doesn't sit on the draft throne and all that. He he listens to all the opinions, and uh, occasionally they can even talk him into something that he, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he liked another guy. You know, like the year they drafted Latimer. I, I know from talking to folks that Elway really liked Allen Robinson as a receiver, but the group in that moment wanted Latimer. So, you know. Uh, but I think he will listen to the opinions and he will take, uh, but he wants strong opinions. He doesn't want the, the, oh, maybe this guy's good. Maybe that he wants people to give him real strong opinions. And then he does make the final, the final call. The best opinions are the ones that sort of come with your job on the line, right? I, I will, I will stake my job on this guy. Otherwise you're right. Otherwise what, you're wasting my time. If your opinion doesn't mean anything, what's the point? Then the draft is, is you know, the difference between the really good teams over the long haul and the teams that can't handle the draft are the, are the teams that trust their convictions and that do the work. If you do the work, your draft board's going to look pretty good. It's the teams that that don't do enough on, on the guys off the field or they don't take that one last look. At, at the position group, you know, if if you do the work and your people are competent, your draft board is going to be good. And then your only task 
is to trust it on draft day. It's stupid, and I see it every year. Yeah. It's stupid for teams to spend six months making a draft board, and then on draft night they go crazy and, and just leave those those grades behind. Well, it, it happens every year, Jeff, because I sit next to you often at the uh, Broncos draft headquarters. Everyone's got their list, right, Every every mock draft out there. But there's always that one team that goes against the grain that surprises everybody whether it's the Bears and Trubisky, whether it's Kansas City, what they did. There's always those teams that completely change the order of the draft. Who would be that team early on that you point to that you have no idea what they'll do? I wouldn't say no idea, but I would say the Patriots. Their draft board always looks different than everybody else's or most everybody else's, you know, and and uh, I, I, because of that they have two picks in the opening round, uh, they're going to have a lot to say about about what happens. You know, if they're really intent on moving up, you know, not now that's a that's a bit of a a game changer in the first round. But they are often their grades often don't reflect what everyone else does because they're looking for different kinds of players. So I'd keep an eye on them. I'd keep an eye on the Giants, and certainly any team with two picks in the first four. Uh, controls things, and then that, that's Cleveland. So mm-hmm. those three teams are the ones to watch the opening well, night. I, I can't wait because um, all odds say that five quarterbacks are going in the first round. Is that your number with Lamar Jackson being the fifth? I would think so. You know, I'm, I'm not sure when I stack my top 100 if Lamar will make the first round. It'll be close. But I, that that is certainly uh, – going to happen and I think Mason Rudolph's going to go a lot higher than people think. I think he is I think he has really done some good work in the pre-draft process and I think people have come away with if you can't get those top guys that he may be a a quality option, you know, and I would put the Broncos in that in that group. You get Mason Rudolph at the top of the second, you know, I don't I don't think that's too much of a reach and I think you might get like sort of quarterback 1A there. Uh you know, a guy who could become a starter in the league. Do you remember that Baltimore Ravens team that shocked the world, that came into Denver and the Raheem Moore play and then went on to win a Super Bowl? Remember that team? They played desperate, hungry football because they had to, because otherwise they'd be eliminated. Hell, they're on the way to not making the playoffs at all. They got there and then they got all the way. Whatever they had, whatever they used, whatever fuel that they utilized – I see a lot of that in what the Nuggets are doing right now. And I'm not saying the Nuggets are going to win an NBA title, but isn't it weird how sports work sometimes, how much desperation can fuel a team? Nick, it's my favorite part of sports, that that the group matters. The group still matters. You know, your attitude still matters. I mean, the Broncos didn't miss the playoffs or finish 5-11 and on talent last year. You look at their roster, 1-53, to uh, that was a chemistry issue, a locker room issue. Uh, you know, uh, 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 did you stay motivated? Did you do everything you could every day to be better? That's my favorite part about team sports is that, uh, the group can, can beat the star power if it's pointed in the right direction. That's why we watch. That's why we lift all those weights and write all those columns and speak all those words. That's why we do it. Jeffrey, thanks for your time, buddy. Anytime, Vic. See uh, that is Jeff Legwald, ESPN.com. We'll check in with him periodically as the NFL draft approaches. But right here on this show today, 
We were all Nuggets and Avs this week. A huge week. A huge couple days. Back-to-back playoff games, essentially. That's a playoff game tomorrow night. It's a playoff game for both teams. <laughs> both teams must win to get to the postseason. Chris Marlowe, bottom of the hour, right here on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Hastings and Broman. The captain, the, the guy that scored that goal, joins us now. Gabe Landeskog. I want to have it said that, that we're not done yet. We're not satisfied by just being a part of it, being a part of the big dance. But, but we want to do some damage as well. But I'm so incredibly proud of this group and, and what we've been able to accomplish, and, and especially after such a tough season last year. And, and I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure everybody had us picked for for the bottom three in the league and whatever, but but it, it just goes to show you what a group can do when when you believe in one another and and here we are. Hastings and Brownman every weekday, ten to one, only on Altitude 950. Defend your vehicle from harmful elements and restore shine with Armor All Canister Wipes. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up Armor All Canister Wipes for $3.99. Easily remove dirt, dust, and grime with Armor All Canister Wipes on sale for $3.99 at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Paulino Gardens, grower of the finest vegetable plants, welcomes you to their beautiful garden center. You'll find a wide selection of quality trees, shrubs, rose bushes, and perennial flowers, friendly, expert advice, and family-owned since 1962. Paulino Gardens, 6300 North Broadway in Denver. Colorado has a website that will save you time. And what's more valuable than that? Visit colorado.gov slash tax. Find the answers about filing taxes in Colorado. New to the state and have questions about filing Colorado taxes? Are you a business with questions about your state sales tax? All your answers are just a click away 24-7. Colorado.gov slash tax even has a quick answer section to many frequently asked questions. Make filing taxes easier. To learn the facts, visit Colorado.gov slash tax. No need to call when the answers are just a click away. On Colorado.gov slash tax. You can find instructional videos, numerous toolkits, and information for free in-person and online tax classes. Visit colorado.gov slash tax. It's your free resource to everything you need to know about Colorado taxes. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Revenue, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now's the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high-interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate.
Hey there, Denver. It's Ryan Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about Speak Now, the drug and alcohol awareness for parents. As a parent myself, I know it can be hard to talk with your kids about alcohol and drugs, but with Speak Now, they give you the facts as well as a starting point to have an open conversation regarding drug and alcohol abuse and use. So visit SpeakNowColorado.org to learn more and make sure you and your family are having important conversations that will save your children's future. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. What was the difference? Because they're up up double digits in the third. Malone gets teed up, and you guys go on a 32, I believe, 35-20 run from that point. What changed? We never quit. Uh, I just felt like at that time, we just wasn't making shots. Not like we were playing bad. Um, Coach Tech kind of... You know, gave us a little extra energy. You know, we talked to each other and said, hey, this is all we got right here for the rest of the game. So we got to go out there and go give it everything we got to keep our playoff hopes alive. Fellas, I I don't know if you got the same feeling I had last night, but as soon as Malone got teed up, I I turned to the person next to me and said, that's a good tech. You got to take that tech. Still early enough in the game to come back, and that's exactly what they did. Yeah, for sure. It was, uh, it was good timing. It seemed to spark his team. It really kind of sparked the crowd too. Um, you know, Pepsi Center came a little bit more alive after that. The, the, it was very well played. And I think they missed the free throw too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So, and the guy that missed it is the best free throw shooter in the NBA. Yeah. A guy who came in having made 40 straight. A guy who's a 91% foul shooter and missed four last night. Yeah, it was, uh, it just was the perfectly placed uh, technical foul. It was the time to erupt. There's a time and a place to show some anger. That was it. Can't do that with three minutes left in the game, down no. by nine. But no. you can do it with six minutes left in the third, down by nine. And it worked. And everything that the Nuggets are cooking seems to be working of late. Let's see if they can carry it into Minneapolis. Uh, a couple texts we need to read that we missed here in the last hour. Uh, look what Greg Holland did last night for St. Louis. Didn't have spring training. Maybe he should have had spring training. Sometimes Chester is poppycock. What happened to Greg Holland last night? I missed that. I don't know. Probably the same thing that happened to him several times in Colorado when he did have spring training. I don't know. Milwaukee beat St. Louis 5-4 in 10 innings last night. I assume Greg Holland and his frisbee slider showed up. What's amazing is, remember how long he went last year having not blown a save? I think he went the first two months. Oh, this is hysterical. Holland walks in lead run in Cards debut. Brewers win in 10. Welcome to St. Louis, Greg Holland. Gosh, I'm glad the Rockies ended up with Wade Davis and not that guy. Man, you just hate people that leave town, don't you? He really does. He does. It's almost borders on lunatic fringe how much you, how much distaste you have for people who decide to go play elsewhere. And it really wasn't even Greg Holland's decision. Aren't you like king of the West Side or the North Side yeah, or the I mean, Highlands I, or whatever I'm you like to call yourself? A guy, I, I'm not gonna hate a guy because he's playing for another team. I just I don't understand what's the hate all about. I thought this was your city and you loved protecting this city. Think about all the jerks over the years who have left this city for greener pastures, and it hasn't exactly worked out. Do you Why want me to go Greg through Holland my list? A jerk. What? But what makes Greg Holland a jerk? In your definition of a jerk, why is he a jerk? Because he's playing for St. Louis and not Colorado. The Rockies got Wade Davis. Why is he a jerk? The Rockies tried to sign Greg Holland first, and he told him no. Okay. That's negotiations. That's business, brother. You know who else said no to the Rockies? The catcher. What's his name? That played here for the last couple months. Luke Roy. The guy that you guys were doing cartwheels when they made those great trades last year. I mean, people say no. People, this is business, man. 
It's all good. Enjoy your business in St. Louis. Enjoy walking in the winning run against the Brewers. That's fine. I don't wish ill will towards Greg Holland, but the Rockies are a better team than the Cardinals. He turned their money down, and now it's a good dose of karma for Greg Holland. That's all I'm saying. Not so sure the Rockies are a better team than the Cardinals, but we'll just let that one go. Really? Do do, do you want to do a bacon wrap filet on who has a better record at the end of the year? I don't know. One team's five and five, not off to a very good start. Sorry, five and six. They're now hey, below five hundred. Just so you know, if you're an employee, a current employee of Altitude 950, don't you dare leave the station because HW, you will feel the wrath. Yeah, yeah, you're you're in trouble. You right. just made the list. I, I yes. forgot you bro hug all these guys. And when Brock Osweiler <laughs> doesn't this. show up to Peyton Manning's press conference, you're like, I'll just give Brock a bro hug. It's all good. Brock Osweiler was down doing OTAs with his new team that gave him a $35 million contract. Uh, Not when Peyton Manning retired. Yeah, that's what he was doing. He was with his new teammates. He needs to come back here and, what, relive his glory years? I don't think he was in Houston Does he need to be the guy who uh, hangs out at the old high school in his letter jacket, leans up against his car? (laughs) Is that what he needs to do? I, I just don't understand why it's so field day with you two. His, got and his new Camaro. It is extremely field day of you two to just be like, ah, yeah, mellow. That's great. La La forced you out of town. You could still love your team and the players that represent your team and not have this ridiculous venom for people who leave. I mean, it, the two can be, and I know you, you haven't figured out the definition. The two can be mutually exclusive. Do we have a mutually exclusive count going for fact checker? Because that's I, the ninth time we've said that. Today. I let bygones be bygones to the point where I said, you know who the Broncos ought to hire? Josh McDaniels. Instead, they went with Vance Joseph, a guy who's never well, burned I'll, anybody I'll, in this town. How'd that I'll turn out? You, I'll give you an example. I'm sure when Eric Decker left the Broncos and went to the Jets that HW was sitting at home stewing. Well, if the Broncos were to bring back Eric Decker, how would you feel about Eric Decker now, HW? I'm welcoming back with open okay. arms. Oh. Eh, thank you very much. Yeah, but he was actually at DIA on his flight to New York, and he tripped over the TSA security line. Oh. Yeah, See? Well, that's, yeah, that's what happened on his way out of town. There it is. Irrational fandom. Irrational. You're the guy who tells me all the time how you're a fan. You told me an hour ago you were screaming at your media seat last night. I get it, but you 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 have a personal vendetta against guys. Is it, did I say it's personal, or are you making it personal? You're the one who just told me you hate Greg Holland. You hate him personally. Did I did reason. I use the word hate? All right, well, I have Jeff, a bigger care to translate here. I have a bigger problem with people who stay here and saddle teams with poor play and. Big contracts, a la Todd Hilton. Mm-hmm. That's a bigger problem to me. The guy that is a $14 million a year slap hitter. From 4746, one of my favorite pastimes is rooting against players who leave Denver. Uh, that's from the HW collection. It's, a, it's such a, it's such a small town mentality. It's so petty. Do you think people in New York worry about people that leave? Probably. No, they don't. They just, Very petty. they just move on. It's like being hung up on your junior high girlfriend. Okay, you don't think when A-Rod left Seattle, Mariners fans were pissed? I don't know. I don't care about people in Seattle. Seattle's not a big town. It's not. They don't have a big town mentality. You don't think when A-Rod left Texas? Why don't you, why don't you use a Rangers Milwaukee fans. example? Okay, Dallas. I mean, give me a break. Dallas. You don't think when A-Rod left Dallas, Rangers fans were pissed? No, I think they moved on. Do you think, do you think Cowboy fans still stew about Tony Romo deciding to go into the booth? No, because they had a replacement for him. Here's a text from Cam. H.W. hasn't reached the phase in his life where he finds rationality. That phase is called puberty. <laughs> uh, there is something to be said for age on this discussion. I will, oh, okay. I will admit that. So when you lose an argument, you two pull the, but I'm older card. 
No, 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 no. How did we you know, lose I, the argument? Nothing, you know, it has everything to do with just how you look at things. I mean, I see the business side of pro sports. It, it very much is a business. And Hang on. if you don't see that side, then you get lost in this kind of stuff. You just said Cowboy fans didn't get mad when Tony Romo left because they had a replacement. Did the Rockies have a replacement for Greg Holland? You just said, I'm thrilled to have Wade Davis. That sounds like a replacement to me. Right. They offered Holland the money first, though, and Holland told them no. Different circumstances. Okay. Dad here, Prescott here. was drafted before Tony Romo retired. Here's one okay. for you. Oh, here's right. one for you. Here's one. Here's one. Wade Phillips left Denver. To go yeah. join the St. Louis Rams because he wanted more money. He, he got. A con- Are you irrationally mad at Wade Phillips? No, because the Rams made a smart business decision and now they might win the Super Bowl. Oh, what's oh. the difference between yeah, him leaving for more money and Brock Osweiler leaving or, for more or, money? Or, or, or perhaps what's, Greg Holland? Because Wade wanted- Wade brought this city a Super Bowl. Wade could do whatever he wanted. Did Brock Osweiler bring a Super Bowl or was he a? He was a pretty big part yeah. of that team. Are, he was, a, he was just, a five replacement level right QB. Right now? He you realize a, they don't win that Super Bowl without Brock's performance that season. They they don't. Simeon could have come in. Simeon oh, and his clipboard could have come in, right. waiting for Peyton to get back. That was all about keeping keeping the seat warm before number eighteen moved back in break. to save the day. Look, I'm not a big Brock Osweiler fan, but the, Brock Osweiler played a key role on the championship team. In 2015. Have you been bro hugging him lately too? Where, no. where did this new perspective no, I come can, from? When have I not said this perspective? Had this perspective? Look at the tweet I've had pinned for two years, where I said they're going to the Super Bowl with either quarterback. I mean, come on! I, 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 you're just being irrational about this and just mad at people. Mitch writes in. Mitch writes in. I don't have a problem with rooting for someone who moved from Denver, except Duchesne. He bailed on the team, caused a problem in the locker room. All the other sports icons that moved away from Denver, whatever. But See, Duchesne's something else. That's a really good point. Matt Duchesne was a bad guy when he was here at the end. He was a well, distraction well, 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 in the locker room. When you say bad guy, let's, let's separate okay, we were bad at training guy personally camp. from professionally. Because dude, personally, he was a good dude. We were at training camp the day he came down and did his pouting thing. And, oh, I'm not going to mm-hmm. smile for my photo. Mm-hmm. Be a freaking professional. I, as far I as I know, the abs were still paying him. As far as I know, those checks yep. were clearing. I so show up that. and do your job. Don't be totally a big agree. baby about it. Totally so agree. I have a problem with that guy. Brock Osweiler yeah. went for more money. Wade Phillips left for more money. I I get it. I don't have an issue with that. It depends on how you leave town. I, it, that that's part of the equation. And I think you oversimplify the mellow departure. You just want to blame it on Lala. Kevin writes in. It's awesome how Manchester can always bring it home to Helton. I got a flat tire on the way home. Damn you, Todd Helton. I love that burger <laughs> joint he's got where they only serve singles. Oh God. <laughs> You guys, you guys and your personal vendettas. It, you know, the life's too short, man. It's too short, boys. Did you hear Demarius Thomas got one of those? But he let it go. <laughs> let it go. You and your man. soft skin. You and your big head. <laughs> I'm glad I have soft skin. When we come back, more to Chris think with Vic Marlowe, Dilly Dilly on Altitude 950. Colorado, your Colorado Avalanche are in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs, here they come, baby! It's the Avs and Predators in Game 1, Thursday at 7.30. Extended pregame starts at 6 on the home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Altitude 950. 
Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The road to success is paved with your new career at Brannon Sand and Gravel. Since 1906, they're one of the most respected concrete and construction companies. Construction season is coming, and Brannon is hiring right now. They need Class A and B CDL drivers and operators and laborers. They need you. Brannon offers competitive wages, a full benefits package, including matching 401K. Become a part of the Brannon team. Apply today at Brannon1.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot com. Is your car? and need of some work, the last thing you can afford is to have your car break down on you. But you can't afford to get ripped off or be taken advantage of by some shady mechanic. That's why you should take it to Ken's Auto Service. Ken's Auto Service is family owned and operated on the northwest corner of Chambers and Mississippi. They're a AAA approved business that takes their code of ethics to heart. And their work has a three year, 36,000 mile parts and labor nationwide warranty. Find them online today at kensautoserviceinc.com. Mile High Jewelers has an amazing selection in custom-made rings, chains, watches, nameplates, bracelets, and pendants. Shop with the leaders in custom jewelry. Mile High Jewelers. If you can dream it, this Colorado-based company can make it. They also specialize in jewelry and watch repair. And Mile High Jewelers is where your hometown professional athletes shop. Find them in three convenient locations. In the Highlands across from Mile High Stadium, Aurora Mall, and Citadel Mall in Colorado Springs. Follow them on Instagram at Mile High Jewelers and MileHighJewelers.com. Are you looking for relief for your back, knee, or other joint pain? Well, after 10 years in the NFL, I can tell you that I do, too. Hey there, Denver. It's Ryan Harris, champion of Super Bowl 50, 10-year veteran of the NFL. And after my 10-year career, I'll tell you what, I look for relief for my back, neck, knee, and other joint pain. And if you do, too, receive treatment right here in Denver from the highly trained specialist at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics, Denver. The Center for Spine and Orthopedics have elite surgeons in the areas of shoulder, back, neck, and joints. Whether you need a checkup or just looking for some information regarding your pain or are looking for knowledgeable, world-renowned professionals to perform your surgery, give my friends at the Center for Spine and Orthopedics a call at 303-287-2700. That's 303-287-2700. And check them out online by Googling Center for Spine and Orthopedics Denver. When I have pain and I need it looked at, these are the professionals I go to. Go to where the pros go and visit Center for Spine and Orthopedics today. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Jokic in the quarter. Four for six shooting. Eight points, four rebounds. Jokic! Dilly, dilly! Ah, the dilly, dilly moment. Chris Marlowe unleashes that one uh, once a game. I'm wondering if you used it last night. Let's go to the hotline. Welcome in the television voice of your Denver Nuggets, Altitude TV's very own Chris Marlowe. Did Dilly Dilly happen last night or not? Dilly Dilly did not happen last ah. night. Uh, I was reluctant to use it in a mm-hmm. tight game. Yeah, You don't want to use that fervently. Fervous, you know what I mean. Frivolously. Uh, that's the word. And... Um, you know, I like to use it when Jokic makes a big three, and he did last night, but uh, I just didn't pull the trigger. 
you've called a lot of Nuggets games. You've seen a lot of sports. Um, and I've been a lifelong Nuggets. I, I don't remember a stretch like this ever, Chris. I, I, I don't recall a stretch where they've beaten so many quality teams with so much on the line. This is unprecedented. Yeah, it's been an incredible run. And uh, I heard you guys talking a little bit earlier uh, in the show. James was saying, hey, they're playing good teams now, so they're always ready to play. And I thought that that was a big factor going into this final stretch. That there were no more Sacramentos, no more New York Knicks, all teams that they had to be ready for. So then it was a matter of execution. You know, when you're, when you're fired up, when you're ready to go, then can you execute against these teams? And they have, and it's just been a, a magical run at the end of the season. What did you notice after the Malone Tech last night? And that's when the game turned as the Nuggets outscored the Blazers down the stretch 35-20. It was such an ugly game in respect that there was no flow offensively. But what changed Nuggets-wise from that point forward? Well, I think the intensity just ramped up to 10. Uh, there was a little malaise in there. Then it's kind of fallen behind. And then uh, uh, the, the, the contact play happened and Malone went crazy. And it just brought the crowd up to a level. We haven't seen that uh, all season long. That was the best crowd of the year. I know it wasn't a sellout, but it sounded like a standing room only. And the Nuggets responded. They came up with big play after big play. They started making some shots. They, they, I, I think that Portland got a little bit rattled. Uh and, and from a broadcasting perspective, it was such a it was such a fun game to do, but such a difficult game to do. People are standing, the coach is right in front of you, the ref is right in front of you. You can't see so loud, you can't hear, uh, and you're trying to piece this game together. And uh, it, it was just a, a fantastic experience. You're right about the crowd, Chris. When you went to me late, I think with 30 seconds to play, and I gave a quick update on the crowd, I could not hear you. I had no idea. What you had said to me, it was that loud. And, and one more reference to the crowd. The beauty of last night, it wasn't a fake crowd, right? It wasn't the Golden no. State or the Boston crowd where half the people are from, are rooting for the other team. This was a pro Nuggets crowd last night. Those are, those are the fans. Th- that, those are them. And, uh, yeah. they, they were a big reason why the Nuggets won that game. Believe it or not, they yeah. were. Yeah, I think, I think things really changed this season. I think people realize that this is a team that is on the rise. They've improved dramatically from last year. They have stars now, stars in the making, up-and-coming young players. Uh, they can beat the best teams in the league. They've done it. Uh, and I think people are realizing that, and they're kind of finding the Nuggets again. You know, the Nuggets had that great stretch where they went to the playoffs ten straight times, and I think – you know, hopefully the Nuggets are going to win tomorrow and they're going to get into the playoffs. But uh, even if they don't, this will have been a, a season of improvement. You can see this team, and I, I would be shocked. I, I, I think they're going to win tomorrow night. I really do. I think this momentum is unstoppable. But if they don't, you're going to see this team in the playoffs next year and for years to come. I'm unsure because I'm um, you know, a lifelong Nuggets fan, and it sort of comes with the territory. If the game were in Denver tomorrow night, I'd hop on that wagon right now. I'm, I'm just yeah. right there. I just don't know, man. I, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to feel like. I do know this. I do know this. That first quarter, that's going to be key. You, you, you cannot afford to dig a hole early in that game tomorrow night. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's interesting. Bill Hanslick's got a stat that he always likes to tell us. and I'm not quite sure exactly what it is, but it's something like, so the Nuggets have only won 14 or 15 road games. I think it's 15. 15. But they've won seven of their last 11. 
So they figured it out a little bit on the road and how to play well. They went to L.A. They crushed the Clippers. They played four great quarters. Uh, so I, I think Minnesota is a team they match well against. Granted, they're going to have Jimmy Butler this time, but uh, the Nuggets are going to have Gary Harris back. Mm-hmm. And I think one intangible from this game, you know, a lot of pressure on the Nuggets to try to win this game to get in the playoffs. But think about the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are playing at home. They will have a capacity crowd. They have not made the playoffs in 14 years. Wow. The longest drought in the NBA. And wow. you can imagine how their fans – their administration, their players are going to be grinding on this one. What happens if we lose? The yeah. whole season is down the drain. So I think I, it's, it's going to be a great matchup. Uh, obviously, we're going to have it on altitude, and uh, it is going to be one clincher of a game. That, that's <laughs> a great point, Chris Marlowe. We we talk and focus so much on the pressure the Nuggets are facing, uh, and they've faced it head-on for the last two weeks. But the pressure in Minneapolis, given the fact that this this team just a few weeks ago was a three seed, this team had a a playoff berth locked up essentially, and now they're on the cliff. I mean, they're dangling over that cliff. There's a lot of pressure in Minnesota, more so than the Nuggets. Yeah, they seem uh, uh, obviously. I think they're a different team with Jerry Butler when he got hurt. Uh, that really hurt them, and now he's come back, and they they seem to be stabilizing a little bit. Uh, but I agree with you. I think more of the pressure is on them. They 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 got a new coach, not, not recently new, but Tom Thibodeau, and uh, and he's come in. They've got a lot of high priced free agents. They've got the, one of the best young cores in the league. They were in third two weeks ago. Now they're on the precipice. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Mm. Actually, good pressure on both teams. It'll be fun. Uh, Chris, you mentioned the return of Gary Harris. I thought he looked great given the fact he hasn't played in a while. So what do you do if you're Michael Malone tomorrow night? Do you even mess with your starting unit? Do you leave Barton in there and bring Gary off the bench? Yes, I think so. I think that was a really good move by Michael Malone. I think the the thought is, okay, you have your starter. When he went out, he was the Nuts' leading scorer. So he comes back in, now what do you do with him? I think he made the right decision uh, last night not to start him. You stay with that group that's rolling. And I think you do the same thing uh, tomorrow night. You have Gary Harris. It was kind of funny in the pregame, Mr. Malone says, well, we're going to play him 16 to 20 minutes. Well, I guarantee <laughs> that if it push had come to shove and had gone to overtime, Gary probably would have played 35 yeah. minutes last night. That's how valuable he was. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Gary comes off the bench again. You stay with Will Barton. Barton's been playing well. Uh, you stay with that group. He's going with eight deep basically now. Uh, you play the starters a lot of them playing well, and if not, you come off with other guys. But, uh uh, I like what Malone did last night. It's interesting. Did he get that technical on purpose? Was he, you know, there's a theory uh, of when coaches get technical fouls. And one of the theories is when you're, when you're struggling at home, uh, go get the tech, go get the crazy, crazy man, wild eyed technical foul to fire up the crowd and fire up your team. That's exactly what he did. And I think that won the game. Popovich does it all the time. I'm sure there's some analytics behind it about when you do it, what the score is and all that business. I'm sure, I'm sure they use that during the course of a game, but it worked, whatever you did. Uh, last thought, Chris, cause you were sitting courtside, obviously, so you get, get to see the game from a different vantage point. Was it as physical as it looked from above? Because, man, that looked like a wrestling match at times. And, and I know Nurkic is one to, to flop around and grabbing his face like a makeup artist every single time. But was it as physical as it looked on television? 
Yeah, I think it was physical, and I think uh, both teams, you know, both teams had rights to complain about the officials. Uh, I, I didn't think they were in favor of one team or in favor of the other team. Uh, there were just a lot of crazy plays, people falling down, guys hitting the deck, uh, and it was it was a tough game to officiate because. The, it was there wasn't a lot of aesthetics to it. it wasn't a lot of beauty a lot not a lot of made shots so it was constantly a lot of rebounds and guys going over the back guys falling down but yeah it's physical and I think if the Nuggets do make it into the playoffs that's how the games are going to be the Nuggets are, are not going to be able to score 120 130 every night on on playoff teams uh, they're going to have to win some low scoring game some grind it out. Uh, you know the Nuggets are now 15 and two when they hold a team under 100, uh, but it's hard to hold a team under 100. So uh, get ready for that playoff basketball. Seems like it's been playoff basketball for the last six games, and the Nuggets are getting pretty good at it. Chris Marlowe, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, you, you noted it last night, and and I said the same thing. Every time uh, Damian Lillard went to the free throw line, you mentioned his free throw percentage, <laughs> and he missed four. Four of them, critical free throws. So I give all the credit to you, my friend. It is the Marlowe Jinx. Thanks again. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly, my man. That's Chris Marlowe. You can hear him, watch him tomorrow night, Altitude TV, 6 o'clock tip-off. It'll be on Altitude Radio as well. The game of all games for the Nuggets this season, essentially a playoff game. When we come back, final thoughts right here on the Vic Lombardi Show. For Nuggets. Nuggets in the second half comeback. Take care of the Portland Trailblazers. Coming up this morning at 11, head coach Michael Malone joins Hastings and Brownman to talk about tomorrow's critical showdown with the Timberwolves. On the Nuggets station, altitude 950. As a Coloradan, we've got a lot of love for our football, hockey, baseball, lacrosse, and soccer teams. We're loyal fans cheering local teams and buying from local businesses. Hey guys, it's Ryan Harris. And your boy Nate Crackman for our friends at Colorado family-owned American Financing. If you are going to borrow money for a new home, borrow locally. The American Financing team of salary-based mortgage consultants will help you get a pre-approval letter, which will help make your home offer more attractive. They can access any loan in the industry while offering the lowest rates, best service, and fastest closings. Plus, you'll get one-on-one attention while being guided through the options, resulting in a custom loan specific to your financial goals. I'd call that a win, Ryan. And there are never any upfront fees. Pick up the phone and give them a call at 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. 
Hey guys, listen up. We all love those hearty homestyle meals. You know, the chicken fried steak with a huge side of mashed potatoes covered in gravy. But let's get real. We aren't going to just cook that up. That's why I get my homestyle meal fix from the Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic for Black Eyed Pea. Try Cajun catfish right from the south or their turkey and dressing and of course their chicken fried steak with homestyle gravy. Nine wonderful front range locations and all locally owned. Great value, great food and great service at the homestyle Black Eyed Pea. It's tax season. There's plenty of ways I could blow my tax return. I could buy the biggest TV I could find, take a limo ride to the fanciest restaurant in town, maybe a trip to the casino and put it all on black. Or I can make the right decision and take it to Grand Valley Auto because tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto. Grand Valley Auto. They've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing tax time deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change just for stopping by if you mention this ad. Tax time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth in Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. Oil change is good for up to five quarts. Hey, sports fans, unless you're really rolling, there's no way possible you could afford over $100,000 of damage to your property. Hail, fire, water damage. That's why you have insurance. But nearly every insurance claim is underpaid. The C3 Group can help. They're a team of property claim experts that work to ensure insurance companies pay what they're required to pay. Property owners, HOAs, and contractors, they all trust the C3 Group to recoup damages from 100000 into the millions. You can trust the C3 Group as well. Call 303-670-2710. Denver's real estate market is booming, and you may be able to cash in with an investment in yourself and your career. Axiom Academy will train you to be a successful, in-demand, certified home inspector. You could earn upwards of $85,000 a year part-time. Visit LearnWithTheAcademy.com to find out how an investment in yourself can pay off in the booming Denver real estate market. That's LearnWithTheAcademy.com. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Carl Anthony Towns, 24 points, 18 rebounds last night as the T-Wolves beat the Grizzlies. Closer game than expected, 113-94. Jimmy Butler, 15 for the T-Wolves. Butler playing his second game, third game, I believe, since coming back from that knee injury. Did not play against the Nuggets last week in that key finish, that key game which the Nuggets won. So, not only do you have to play in Minneapolis, you have to play against a team that is facing the same stakes you are, playoffs or bust, and a team that now welcomes back Jimmy Butler. This is going to be fun. It's a great situation, a great matchup. You've played yourself back into this situation after stubbing your toe enough that you look like you were going to be out of the mix. Nuggets can't, couldn't ask for more. Is, is it a tough task? Yes. Is it mission impossible? Not even close. Come on, it's Minnesota. It's the T-Wolves. Give me a break. Nobody says it's Mission Impossible. Oh, but just... of, of all the games that the uh, Nuggets, let, let's let's be honest, seven games, all right, and this is the seventh. Which has been the biggest game, the the biggest obstacle, the toughest challenge of those seven? Winning it's in Oklahoma one. City. You think so? Yeah, yeah, and, and I th- I think that's a I think that's a better team, a more seasoned team, and a tougher place to play. Yeah, but that team was not nearly as desperate. That team wasn't desperate like Minnesota's going to be desperate tomorrow night. Yeah, the desperation but, level wasn't even close to what it's going to be tomorrow night. Well, desperation level being high can lead to a couple of things. They may be tight. They may sure. be. They may not be able to deal with the pressure. We don't know. I mean, uh, the, I, I just I don't look at the, I look at this game as a coin flip. 
I really do. I don't think they're going in there, oh, they got a one in five shot of winning on the road. It's a flip of a coin. Mm-hmm. I'll take my chances with the flip of a coin. I mean, we're, we're so close to the end of Highway 47 here. I can feel it. I can see it. Uh, the Avs, meanwhile, start uh, Thursday night in Nashville. I think you guys are both going to agree with me. If you're going to steal one in Nashville, it's always that first one before adjustments are made, right? Yeah, but game two is the Saturday afternoon game. Nashville could kind of be a little bit of a party crowd. I don't know. I, I said my hot take at 720-whatever. The Avs are going to win this series in six, provided they steal one of the first two in Nashville. I stick by that. I think dude, they'll come home 1-1. Dude, I will make – listen, you know how badly I would want the home team to win, but I'll make the same – bet with you that I made last night or yesterday before the Nuggets game. I said yesterday, if the Nuggets win and the Spurs, New Orleans both lose, the Nuggets would be on the precipice of a playoff spot, albeit clinching a playoff spot. And I said yesterday, if all that happens, I would run home from the radio station after the show. I'll give you the same. If the Avs win in six, I'll gladly run home. From the station? Oh, yeah. Dude, isn't that like 30 miles? Not that far. I don't know. It's a, it's, it's basically Whatever. a half marathon. It's half of the Colfax, right? Isn't the Colfax out and back? This Dude, is, not... this is on the record legitimate. It'll be on Let's Talk Sports. We'll get a camera crew, all that going. Gladly. Gold. Gladly. I'll run with a smile on my face. Okay. Well, if they win in six, you can find me at Jack's drinking a martini. Great. Yeah. You can have fun running home. Whatever witchcraft you've used, then you're going to have to use it in the following round. From here to downtown Golden is 21 miles. Wow. Save this audio because this is legitimate. The abs in six, Vic Lombardi's running 21 miles home. I love it. That's longer than I thought. Is it really that far? Yeah. You can bring your bike. We'll let you bike somewhere. You can do like a triathlon. By the way, because it's happened recently, and it happened last year with the Predators, an eight seed making it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, there's this notion that it happens all the time in the NHL. Well, since 93, it's only happened three times, guys. It's happened three times. It sounds so like a good time crazy. for it to happen a fourth. Edmonton did it in 05-06, lost to the Hurricanes in the final. The Kings did it in 12, and they won the cup. And the Predators did it last year, losing to the Penguins in the finals. So I get it. It can happen, but it's not like it happens every year. Okay, but give me this real quick. I did a hit in Winnipeg yesterday. I, well, with we, my we guys did up there. a hit. Like I did a radio show in Winnipeg, and they agreed with me that if the abs... <laughs> Better define what your hit yeah, in Winnipeg sorry. is. Uh, yes, I did a radio interview in Winnipeg. You're talking to an Italian. Okay. A hit somewhere mm-hmm. has a different sorry. meaning. Yeah, okay. I did a radio show. Thanks for the clarification. Those guys agreed with me. And listen, Winnipeg, they eat, breathe, sleep this stuff. That if the Avs get out of the first round against Nashville, they are by far the most dangerous team in the Western Conference. Yeah, but again, understand, understand the difference here. Nashville is a playoff-ready team. They, they, they roll four lines. Not just three, four lines for crying out loud. They're at home. They're hungry to do what they did last year. So the Avs are hungry too. I, I, I'm but, just saying, dude. I'm I'm trying to be practical. If the Avs win in six, I'll gladly run it. And Kyle Keefe now just mentioned he'll run it with me. If they get if they win it in six, Vic, would you agree they're the most dangerous team in the Western Conference? Well, that changes everything. Well, that Bud Black thinks that if is laughable. I mean, if we had more hits, our average would be better. If they win in six, we're da- well, yeah, that's a big if, though. I mean, come on. How big of an if is it, though? I mean, if I had missed less questions on the SAT, I'd have gone to Harvard. So well, what? Let me let me ask it to you this way. If the Nuggets win tomorrow night, they'll most likely be the seventh seed against Golden State. Who would have a better chance of winning that first-round series, the Avs over Nashville 
or the Nuggets over Golden State? The Avs. Even with the hurt Steph Curry? Even if Steph Curry yes. doesn't play? Yeah, they still have Kevin Durant, who's arguably the best player in the league. He's in the conversation anyway. Okay. They're they're a playoff-tested team. Look, Nate Kreckman mentioned it yesterday. Hockey's the one sport where you can outplay your opponent for the entire game and still and lose. lose. Yeah, It's the one sport, yeah. right? I mean, by and large, if you outplay your opponent in football, basketball, soccer, lacrosse, mm. baseball, you're going to win. For the I don't most know. Football, football, the turnover is the great equalizer in that sport. I've seen sure. teams dominate games and lose because they've had four turnovers. Sure, but it's, it's an exception to the rule. Sure. Hockey's a little bit more of a... I don't want to say luck, but you know, but they, they talk about puck luck for a reason, yeah. right? Sometimes yeah. you just get a bad bounce or two and you're like, wow, how did we drop that one? If the, if the Avs have one of those go their way in game one or game two, hockey will might be onto something. Marty O, see if you're onto something. Our morning fact checker. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's fact checker. Presented by Ken's Auto Service. For all your auto repairs and vehicle maintenance needs. Ken's Auto Service. A full-service preventative maintenance and auto repair center in Aurora. More info at kensautoserviceinc.com. All right, James. During your hot take, you gave us a little challenge. Let's uh, let's hear the challenge you gave us. I defy you, between now and 10 o'clock, on any website or in the newspaper or whatever, to find a dumber quote than this. With Ian, with just a few more hits... His average would look better. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. All right. I think I was able to find one. Let me uh <laughs> <laughs> tell me where you think this one ranks, okay? Here we go. But I mean he is he is our quarterback, Trevor. You know, so in our locker room, he's on Peyton Manny's level. He's definitely a uh um a guy that's played football. Yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's dumber. He I'm not sure which is dumber. Uh he in our locker room he's on Peyton Manning's level or he's a guy who's played football. That's a that's a that's a great one. Thank God cha- that guy's back. You challenged Marty, and Marty did not disappoint. No, yeah, but he had to go back how many months to find that? Remember when John Elway had to sleep on it in Week 17? Did, did we talk enough about that? You had no. to sleep on whether you were going to keep that guy at five and ten, and then he bungles the clock and goes five and eleven. And you let him keep his job? Hey, man, I'm with you. I'm Ugh. with you. It's why the signing of Case Keenum does not make me think this is suddenly a ten-win team. No, Van Joseph's still the head coach. Exactly. All right, a lot of tinfoil hat talk today, thinking that the NBA wants the T-Wolves in the playoffs over the Nuggets. Vic had a nice little burn on our pal James here. Let's hear that. So you do like a good tinfoil hat. Well, when they're true, that one's true. I don't think he can find one that'll fit his head. <laughs> <laughs> wow. James, I'm looking at Amazon right now. Uh, uh-huh. For $11, we can get tinfoil hats. Uh, we got eight and a quarter they go up to. We good really? on that? Does it, does it give a circumference? Uh, no, just, just size. There's Cause, a... uh, I'm looking for a hat for the Derby, uh, and the biggest I can find is 22 and a half. And we remember during the combine, I was 24 and a half. So, uh, let's get that. If it's eight and a quarter, it'll fit. Yeah, 100% aluminum foil, uh, package flat, pull open and wear. Beautiful. Pretty good stuff. What, what, what is your hat size again? It's at least an eight. It's at least, I, you know, I get all these people like, oh yeah, no, he's got a big head. Oh, you mean you could borrow one of his? I'm like, well, what's the size? Seven and five eighths? Like, that's not a big head. Mm. You, you top eight, you got a big head. That's the one thing in the Andre the Giant uh, documentary that I'll be able to relate to tonight. All right, and I did a little research on this uh, 1930s Hungarian team. <laughs> when you keep saying a little research, you Googled. Just say, I Googled this. All right, so I Googled the 1930s yeah. Hungarian team. 
1930, they were not invited to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. 1934, they lost in the quarterfinals to Austria. 1936 Olympics, they got bounced in the first round by Poland. And 1938, they lost in the finals to Italy. That's the so team. That's the yeah, best that team Hungarian of all team time. Changed the world. James. Wow. They never won. I'll go back and actually do the research and tell you the team that, that did you find the game when they beat England? When they beat England like five nothing? No, I found the biggest upset in Poland, soccer history. Italy. All right, I'll bet I can find it before you're done with this little show. And then in 1930 they played no games because they were not invited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because they hadn't been discovered yet. <laughs> yeah, but that team is the source of all of Manchester's uh-huh. inspiration. Uh huh. All right, and that's it for me today, fellas. Thank you. Not, uh, I, might, I might have been a little early. It might have been 1950s. You Anyhow. didn't, you didn't uh, play the part where James said hockey will might be onto something, just like I was onto something when I told everyone Nathan McKinnon was going to win the MVP. Okay. You guys laughed at me, and now he's right there for the hard trophy. On November 25th, 1953, an international football match between Hungary, then the world's number one ranked team, the Olympic champions, and on a run of 24 unbeaten games. So I was a little early with it, but mm. anyhow, it was Hungary. I do want to read the book. You've sold me on the book already. All right. All right. They, ran, fact, they ran what's, a, what's it called again? Uh, Captain's Class. They ran a unique 2-3-3-2 two, three, three, two formation. Their coach was Gustav Sebes. I mean, I can go on and on, but whatever. Do you have the book with you here at the station? No. No. Oh. I actually loaned it to a friend. I'll have to get it back. Oh, no. I don't want to be that guy. No, he's done with it. You sure? It's the 50s. I don't know why I was thinking 30s. I thought they had they, they ended because of World War II, but I don't know. It's a long book. I read it a long time ago. How long of a book is it? I may not want it. No, it's it's not as long as that you know Lombardi family history book that you gave me. <laughs> That's a, a that, that book actually has been shortened. I'll bring it in. It's a it's a pretty easy read. I read it on a beach. It's not that hard. Are you the kind of guy? I mean, the book I gave you, my uncle's book, is five hundred pages, and yeah. it's a quick read. Are you the kind of guy that looks at the size of the book and gets scared? Uh, yes, because here's the the thing about me. If I start it, I have to finish. Of course. Not only a book, but any project. It's why, like, projects around the house, I'm like, ah, oh, I drag my feet. I'm a procrastinator because if I start, we're finishing. That's that's my worry with that book. You know, my favorite thing that my son does, and I'm just like you, hey, you got to mow the lawn today. Okay. So I wake up the next morning, and half the lawn is mowed. Just half. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? I like oh, his style. Dark. It yeah. got dark. No, 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 no. I don't care if it's pitch dark. I don't care if there's a pack of wolves chasing you. That lawn must be finished. Yes. Oh, I'm cool with that. Doesn't he say it museum also? He says it correctly. Oh, my God. That is so typical. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. If I mowed half the lawn, oh, no I wouldn't way. sleep. Oh, me neither. Nope. Dude, it got dark out. You could chop a foot oh, off. No. Dude, I'd be lying in, in bed. Dude, I would be lying in bed going, God, one side's bigger than the other. Yeah, it's going to be uneven. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mow my, half my lawn kind of guy. I would die if that happened. Uh, no way. I All right, before it. we go... Our fired up finale, please, Jesse. This is the fired up finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. We were at training camp the day he came down and did his pouting thing. And oh, I'm not going to smile for my photo. Be a freaking professional. I, as far I as I know, the abs were still paying him. As far as I know, those checks yep. were clearing. I so agree show up that. and do your job. Don't be totally a big agree. baby about it. <laughs> That, if I'm not mistaken, was in reference to Matt Duchesne. Yes. Yes. We were talking about notable athletes who leave town, and HW has this thing about hating all athletes who leave, and there's a distinction between those who leave on their own accord or those who leave uh, for personal or selfish reasons, whatever. Um, You don't have to be mad at every athlete who leaves. Duchesne, different story. Nurkic, different story. Yeah, exactly. They pouted and 
got their way out, so I'm going to root against them. That's all I was saying there in very eloquent manner. Me too. <laughs> Maybe I should start bro-hugging these guys on their way out of town. Maybe I'd be happy that Brock got the money. I'm really happy for Brock. Don't have to worry about Brock anymore. He's in Miami now. You don't have to worry. You can hate him all you want. All right? The hate train is on. Up next, Julie Brown and Scott Hastings. They've got Michael Malone at 11 a.m. 